who are you and what do you do? Cool. And then we go from there. So, <laughs> Roger, who are you and what do you do? Uh, so, uh, I'm Roger Chan. Uh, I'm a... What am I? What's the line? The line is, uh, I'm... Well, it depends who you ask. I am... I'm asking you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) uh, I'm a content creator slash photographer slash photojournalist slash social media person. Um, I don't use the influencer word, mostly because, one, my engagement is absolutely awful at the moment. Right, it's working this time I've hit record, it's okay. Yeah, so it's my podcast, I do what I want. Um, About six people will hear it, so you're safe. (laughs) Unless you share it somewhere and then all your friends will see it. Um, Are you seeing input from my side? Is that all working? Yes, I've got two little lines and they're both doing little line things like they should. The last thing I'd want to happen is if we get through this and it's like, Mike can't hear you at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I got little sliders as well, so I might just lift yours up to match my okay. much cool. louder, chattier tones. Very good. I also have a mic a little bit closer to my throat. Um, but yeah, it's casual chat basically. The concept of this is I have one question and that's it. It's not an interview. I don't, I don't have anything lined up or anything like that. It's who are you and what do you do? Cool. And then we go from there. So, <laughs> Roger, who are you and what do you do? Uh, so, uh, I'm Roger Chan, uh, I'm a, what am I, what's the line? The line is, uh, I'm, well, it depends who you ask. I am I'm a, asking you. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, uh, I, I'm a content creator slash photographer slash photojournalist slash social media person, um, I don't use the influencer word, mostly because, one, my engagement is absolutely awful at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I, I've, I've been doing automotive photography since 2015, um, building up, like, my own following and um, building up my own little community since then. Um, and through the years I've managed to work with some amazing brands um, some of you know the world's biggest brands um, including but not limited to uh, Michelin uh, Bentley Maserati um, and like within specific regions as well so like the Middle East as well amazing um, and the UK and Europe and yeah traveling around doing some crazy stuff living um, the dream then yeah, um, but it wasn't always like like that's what I do. I, it, it, I've been doing it since 2015, but it's only been full time. As in, it's my own venture as of three weeks ago. I remember when we were chatting about this. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm I'm actually full time now, so I yeah. <laughs> I have some flexibility in my calendar. Yeah, yeah, more um, or less. I'm 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 fun employed, um, full time freelancer. Amazing, um, and. Yeah, I am. I'm one. I'm one of those people who has who's always kind of never known where he wants to go, um, but I've always known it, it would always be automotive. Um, my love for everything cars um, stemmed from my dad. Um, he 
he actually studied architecture back in the day. Um, but part of that, he, he actually had to do a design study and um, he did a design study on a car. And I remember, I don't think I have it anymore. It might, <laughs> might be in the attic, who knows? <laughs> but um, back in the day, um, when I was a young kid, my dad used to, he had like this one... I don't say one eighth. I don't know what scale it was, but it was, it, she was hefty, um, like wooden, wooden, kind of car, um, just without wheels or anything. But like just the studying like the aerodynamics and everything of it. Yeah. And yeah. he he he'd created that, and I remember seeing it. I was like, I was fascinated. So when I was a young kid, I I always wanted to be a, a car designer. I always like I was fascinated with car design. Yeah. Even was like. And this was up to the age of at least like into my early teens as well. Like I was looking at when I was, I remember when I was in high school, I was looking at um, stuff like Coventry University because it's yeah, you yeah. know renowned for automotive design. And um, one thing that I'll I'll say now, I'm, I'm definitely um, and like all my friends will say it as well, um, which is a good and bad thing, depending <laughs> who you ask. As, as, again, um, is I'm, I'm definitely wiser beyond my my years so um yeah when i was when i was a teenager and obviously looking at stuff like coventry university like in in high school which is like one of those things it's a bit it's it i I don't know if it's my upbringing or whatever but um (laughs) it was definitely one of those things where i was like okay i'm looking at university and then it was actually like no there's not like the job prospects in automotive design like i i know um i know plenty of really amazing automotive designers um more specifically and in the team at mclaren automotive yeah um so shout out to those guys um and you know i they work in such a, a closely knit unit um but like for example one of um one of my friends from mclaren um alex alexiev he like he is one of the nicest guys, and like genuinely, um, he helped me for a lot of stuff, um, which I'll get on to. But um, <laughs> uh, like emotionally, he helped me through a lot of stuff during a very trying time during COVID. And um, he, he, I, I, I know he, like every time, he's very active on social. He's, he, you know, he, he, similar to me, he, he travels kind of um to events when he can especially like pebble beach and etc and because he's one of okay he's gonna kill me if <laughs> if i don't get his he's a, he's a senior designer right um but as i said closely knit team so like it's not one person who is specifically um it's not like, like it used to be where it's like this person has designed this car precisely yeah. it's not like that um so it's he's part of the team who are you know responsible for speedtel who are responsible um, for P1, who are responsible for 570S, etc., and all of the current lineup uh, line leading up to Artura. So um, I see every single time he puts up like a Q&A on Instagram, um, it's always the same kind of question. How do you get into car design? How do you do this? <clears throat> da, 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 da. I'm studying here. How can I get a job at McLaren? Yeah. And like, not that I knew that back when I was in high school, but that was definitely... I could see if I went down that path, I potentially could be like that, you know? Yeah, and yeah. He, he studied, uh, I believe he studied in, uh, in LA. So um, it was something I realised very early on that I was like, oh, well, maybe car design's not it. But I, I still, I still desi- um, designed, I still studied in art. Um, when I was in high school, I studied in art. Um, I studied <laughs> in college. I was very, this is how, this is, it will tell you a lot. 
In college, I studied art, photography, and I, I started photography, actually, I wanted to change it halfway through when I was in, in high school doing my GCSEs. I was like, oh, I really want to do a photography GCSE. And then they were like, you've already selected art. And it was weird with my high school. So um, what high school did you go to where photography was a GCSE? Uh, I went to, actually, I'm not even going to mention the people who know what high school I went to, mostly because I got done, I got done dirty in that school. <laughs> Look, I am not, uh, uh, de- again, depending who you ask, everything's subjective, but I would, I definitely say is I am not a bad student, definitely wasn't a bad student at school. Was I the best top, top in class? Was I getting A stars? No, not really. Again, not playing to the Asian stereotype, but I wasn't, <laughs> like, I was, I was crap and still am at maths. Like, I can do the basic stuff, but, like, I wasn't getting the grades which, like, my parents were expecting because, you know, I'm this, I, you know, it's in my genes, I'm Chinese, and, <laughs> da, 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 and like, I'm like, no, I'm a, I'm a creative Asian. I am not yeah, yeah. a... I'm going to be doctor, lawyer, accountant, whatever. But yeah, so I remember um, in high school, I had this conversation. We had this, he was the, um, I remember his name, Dave Thompson. I hope that's his name. <laughs> um, I can't Dave, be a reference. I know. <laughs> Dave, Dave was the head of photography in, in my high school. And, um, well, I don't know if I should call it high school. It, it, it went through that, um, you know, the... the, the, the f- Did it become the, an academy? Yeah, it yeah. went through... It got gentrified. It got, a load of money, I think it was like 20 million or something, got in, injected into the school. So it took, like, what was a school which was filled of mostly middle-class kids who couldn't make it into grammar school, right? mixed in with... Is that my phone? It's not mine. Oh, it's my phone. Who's calling me? Oh, it's going to ruin See, your time lapse. Another, well. no, but another, another oh, it's ingenious. Rivals. So, because this is an oh, audio only podcast. Oh, Jamie. Go away. Okay, Jamie, sorry, you're going to see this. I, uh, I'm going to have to describe how we've, what we've got going on over there. Oh, so, yeah. Roger wanted to do a time lapse <laughs> of us two sat here chatting, and he pulled his phone out to do a time lapse. And then didn't pull out a tripod or any sort of holder for a phone. Which I do have as a, photogra- as a professional I, photographer. I also have, a, I I have at least things. two tripods as well at home. And I'm not even a photographer. <laughs> he pulled out the plug from an Apple charger, like the USB one, not the new fancy USB-C one. And a pair of chopsticks. Yeah. Which is, I've already made a point about that being such a like, you're feeding into the stereotype. Yeah, right? okay, right. I'm stereotypical in some respects. Yeah, it pulled out a pair of chopsticks and just fashioned a phone holder out of it. It's not a challenging thing. You've not designed anything mechanical. You no, basically no. use the chopsticks to pack no. the gap in the plugs so the phone will stand up. Yeah. But because they're long, it also means that you can rotate it round to, yeah. without actually disrupting it's it. It's like a dolly. I could just, I could do... <laughs> Put that thing on a stabiliser and away you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could sell that. If Look, if I patented it and, you know, really sold it to... it as one piece or something sold like that. Sold it to DJI, I'd be quids in, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so we've got a time-lapse going using a pair of chopsticks, a plug and an iPhone. I should have put my phone in airplane mode. See, I've got it on Do Not Disturb and the, the people who are nearest and dearest to me, I have a they selection of... That. Yeah, I have a selection of maybe eight people. Oh, I'm going to get called out for, for oh, people. Oh, this is MySpace now, isn't it? Who's in your top Yeah, top well, no, I have, a, I have a selection of eight people who include uh, my two closest friends who I've known for years and they know who they are. 
my two, they are close friends that I've not known them for years, but I have, well, I've known them for years, but not as long as the other friends. Right. Um, who, uh, again, they know who they are. Uh, that's four. My mum, who doesn't own a mobile phone um, because she just doesn't... Doesn't engage with the technology. No, she, no, she her words were literally, I don't want to talk to any of your aunties. In, in Asian culture, we call all, everyone who's older aunties. Right. So I don't know if they're her age or like technically she's saying aunties for my sake. Right. She was like, I don't want to talk to any of your aunties because all they do is bitch and moan about the other aunties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, okay, that is a very stereotypical Asian thing. Um, <laughs> and that's not just like from my part of Asia. I think that's just everywhere. Anyway, um, my sister, that's six. So two left. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, I actually have, okay, I have a selection of close friends. There are also two other people on there who I also who might have fought. Your enemies. No, no, no. (laughs) They are also close friends. This is the thing. I like over the past couple years. um, I'm just going to get into it because I feel like I'm going to get into it anyway. Let's go. So um, I lost my dad during COVID. I know this has gone suddenly. I saw your face in the drop. It wasn't, my face didn't drop because you lost your dad. My face dropped because it confirmed my thought as to why he wasn't on that list of eight people. Yes. I was like, why is his dad not here? No. Maybe he's lost his dad. No, and then you immediately yeah. were like, I've lost no. my dad. Um, I lost my dad during COVID. Um, and actually, no, do you know what was most messed up? I lost my dad before COVID. From, I lost my dad from COVID. Before COVID. Before lockdown. So he was like a hipster He was COVID like, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a trendsetter. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, he was like, he wasn't patient zero. He wasn't, but it was during that weird time. Do you remember when everyone was calling it an Asian? Yeah, yeah. A Chinese virus. Donald Trump was like, China. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We were in, um, Barcelona in February of 2020. Earth. With, and like, my other half was like, I've got a really bad cold. Mm. and getting like antihistamines and paracetamol and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And then within two weeks of us coming back, it mm. was like, the world's going to stop for a bit. Yeah. Because this is happening. We're like, oh, maybe that's what that was. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that point where things were happening, but nobody really knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then there was a, right, this is what's happening. And everyone went, oh, it's come from Asia. Mm. And all the racists just appeared. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. COVID was a full mess. But anyway, I'm... So, yeah, I'm not... And, like, everyone always has... It's one of two reactions is, I'm so sorry. I'm like, okay, fine. I get, I get it. Like, I do get sentiment. But it's also like, and they're like, oh, because they're like, that's still so recent. And, and this is exactly, like, it goes hand in hand with obviously your cause. Um, but like, I, what was most messed up was from the start. So I had COVID at the same time my dad had COVID. Right. It overlapped. It was so this period. Let me describe the period because I can't exactly remember the, the exact timings. But okay. I had COVID. Um, it was the period, and I was living in a shared uh, shared house in Woking when I still worked at McLaren. Um, so I had COVID. Told everyone I had COVID. They're like, okay, cool. And it was during the period where the NHS, they no, not even NHS, no one in England, no one with a doctorate or whatever master's degree, or whatever degree you have, no one had a clue not the government not not anyone they were like if you think you have it don't even get tested don't step out your house don't talk to anyone say nothing shut the windows hide your kids hide your family yeah yeah. you know so like 
I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that. Like, you know, and I, and, and to be fair, I spoke to, to my, my housemate, um, Sabrina at the time. She's a, she's a nurse in the NHS. Um, and like, she was also like, she's a massive fan of cars as well. She's actually a marshal, um, at Brands Hatch and oh, nice. other places. Um, I wonder if she's even going to listen to this. It'd be really random. But yeah, shout out to Sabrina. Um, so she, uh, she was like, yeah, no, let me know if anything. She's really sweet. Um, so my, most of my other housemates, one of them was absolutely abhorrent. And if he listens to this, screw you. Go fuck um, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was the reason I left. Uh, anyway, my landlords also did not help me in that whole situation, <laughs> but I don't think we need to get into that. No, that's um, okay. So... <laughs> She was like, you know, let me know if you need anything. And then I realised, because, again, this is me maybe taking a lot from my father, uh, my, my parents in general, actually. We always had this mentality of, and it's not like because we live in America, we have free healthcare here. Like, don't get me wrong, you're sitting in A&E next to a crackhead, like, or someone who might genuinely... It's, it's, it's literally, it's, it's juxtaposition. You've got crackhead, you've got someone bleeding out, bleeding out, or you've got someone with a common cold. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 bumped their elbow. There's someone, it, yeah, it's in, it's in that spectrum. So, um, you know, but it's still free. You know, someone yeah, will yeah. get to you eventually. You've just got to take your, you know, your ticket and you're, you're sitting there. So, um, but growing up, I was very much like under, under the, the tagline of, if you're not dying, or if you don't feel like you're dying, just don't, just don't yeah, go to hospital. Yeah. Maybe it's a man, it's a guy thing. It is also a guy thing. It is I a guy thing. The invention of the, the 111 or 101, whichever one it is. One's for the police and one's for the NHS. Yeah. You always call the first one and get yeah, it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that has helped because yeah. then you can go, I'm feeling like this. Yeah. Is this a stay at home thing or is this a go and get some help thing? Yeah. yeah. Which is great until like, my other half and I were driving to a and like we were near a hospital yeah. and we were on the phone to them and mm. I said look she's having chest pains we think it's like pleurisy which is effectively like almost like friction on your lungs it's mm. not a you've been stabbed you've got having a heart attack it's a, a thing that will heal itself mm. but we're not sure and they're like right we'll send an ambulance I'm like no we're in the car we're mm. driving I just need to know whether I need to turn left here and go to hospital or go straight on and go home. Yeah. Oh, there'll be an ambulance on the way. I was like, where are they going? Well, where are you? I was like, I'm in the car. I'm dry. I'm moving. Yeah, yeah. I'll get there before the ambulance leaves. And we had this like, it took like 10 minutes for me to go, okay, I'm just going to go to A&E. Because yeah. if you're sending an ambulance, that's an A&E. Yeah, trip. exactly. So it's a great thing and I'm not bashing it in any way. But every so often you get a, bit of a miscommunication yeah but yeah we have free healthcare. yeah so um so i yeah very much was under that um mentality so during that time the first few days it was rough um it was so rough i felt lightheaded and all this other stuff like and was i struggling to breathe i was but almost like do you know do you know like when you've decided like I okay maybe I'm not I'm not making assumptions if if you whatever but like after you've decided to go for a run after like four years of not going to the gym yeah and you're like yeah this is great and five minutes in you're like why did I do this I actually feel like I might have just developed asthma yeah yeah, yeah. I know what you mean so I felt like that I have that about once a year yeah exactly <laughs> so I, I I had that and I was like yeah this is not this is not this is not it um 
And I remember explaining this to my housemates because it was also during the time no one could leave the house. Yeah. So I was talking to my housemates and I was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, all good. And I was like, yeah, I did feel like this. And my flatmate, um, Sabrina, she was like, yeah, it sounds like your oxygen levels have dropped. That's like a, that's a hospital situation. And I was like, oh no, I'm past that now. She's like, okay, but if anyone else has that, Go to hospital. Go to hospital. Yeah. Don't, don't do what Roger you did. Roger has got lucky here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you did something stupid. Do it. Anyway, so far as I say fast forward, so I was like, because it was 14 days, right? I was probably 11 days in. Um, called my mum, let her know, because she knew. And like, I just remember hearing like this, this noise in the background, and it sounded like something out of Jurassic Park. And I was like, what's that? And she was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, 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 what is that? And then I was like, is that dad? Anyway, basically said, no, screw this 14-day thing, whatever, I don't care. Also, if the police want to come for me for breaking this, then I mean, it's what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah. Then... I mean, politicians are having parties, so I think you should be all right. Exactly. So, um, when, because, you know, went uh, to Essex, um, where my parents lived, um, like literally packed a bag because I knew it was going to be one of those situations packed a bag and like I am not a and I've said this to many of my friends I'm not in any way a religious person not that I don't respect other people's religions or cultures whatever I'm, I, actually I love other people's cultures and do you know what off the back of that it's going to sound really odd I even to prove a point to someone who I used to know I even like fasted for Ramadan for like three years in a row. And I'm talking right. like full on without liquids or anything. Right. Um, to prove a point. Good way to lose weight. Absolutely. Horrible for the headaches. Horrible. Uh, no, I didn't even get headaches. Really? So you know what it was? And I'm not, again, I'm not advocating this. My, 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 my friend what and. Roger Chan's diet. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> my friend and nutritionist. He will kill me. I am not in any way advocating starving yourself. Don't do it. Definitely don't do it. But, um, yeah, like, it, do you know what it was for me, though? I remember when I did it, and I was like, this is actually, it's a, the biggest thing that I developed was self-control. Right, yeah. Do you know what I'm Anyway, back to the story. Um, that was an interesting little tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so back to By the, the way. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not, not in any way, um, you know, a religious person or whatever, but um, I, this journey made me realise I might have actually been... And I'm, I'm not really claiming it any, like, at the moment, I'm not, I'm not following Zodiac signs or whatever, but, like, I am potentially a spiritual person, or at least I believed at the time, and it made me realise. So I walked into the house, um, I, we, my mum my lives very close to the hospital, like, literally down the road. So they sent an ambulance, and by the time I was there, she did the right thing, called the ambulance. It was, it was, he was already in, in, in the hospital. So I remember walking into that house, and I was like something like literally an energy something shifted in that house it felt empty yeah in the sense of not some like my dad's not here at the moment as in i already knew yeah i felt it in my body i felt it in my i felt whatever i already knew and i don't know if it was because i don't know what it was i just i just remember feeling okay you're going to have to deal with this. Yeah. And this, this was a couple of years ago. So I was 23 at the time. And I was like, you're going to have to deal with this now. And I just remember feeling like, 
there is, and again, this is another, I think this is actually just a general thing that I've, I've seen across immigrant parents specifically. Right. Every single child of an immigrant will always tell you, and I, again, I'm generalizing, I know massively, but I think every parent makes sure if they are someone, especially if it comes to the UK or wherever, so if their parents have immigrated from one country to another and they've done it to, for, the, for the goodness and the wellness of their children or, or better quality of life, whatever, they will also, they have done it to better the lives of their children and whoever, their family, but they'll also make sure they are prepared for the day which they will no longer be able to do that, whether if it's of health, whether if it's they are no longer here on this earth, yeah. whatever. That was something, and still to this day, my parents will, uh, you know, my mum will still say the same thing, but it was something that was very prevalent across my whole childhood. It was, one day, we won't be here. We won't be here to cook for you. We won't be here to, to do this for you. We won't be here to, to you know... I remember, uh, so for example, well, I, I was 11 when I first started um, to learn to cook for myself. Right. Um, and, and was it out of uh, rebellion to my mother? No, it wasn't. But also... Rebellion. Yeah. Screw you, I'm going to cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your help. I'm going to make my own dinner. No, no. It's like absolute shit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well... And uh, bless my mother. She is an amazing cook if it's Chinese food. Right. But, and again, I don't know if it's an immigrant thing, but I feel like this is at least for, for me, maybe now it's slightly different, but back when I was like av- in that age uh, of being a teenager, um, I remember, um, I, for example, she'd make bolognese. And I'm like, great. I love bolognese. It's great, man. Who doesn't love bolognese? Like, even, okay, fine. Even if you don't eat animals, you can make some sort of bolognese that doesn't include animals. But and bolognese is great. Cool. Spaghetti, sure. I remember tasting this bolognese sauce and I'm like, why is there star anise in this? Why is there Chinese five spice in this? Why has this been, like, why are you trying no basil, to try? No, 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 <laughs> God forbid. So I'm like, oh. She's like, I've made Asian yeah. tomatoes. No, 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 no. She, no she, she'll just say I've made bolognese. Oh, right. Okay. So like, there's no warning either. You're just, because, oh, it looks like bolognese, but yeah, it tastes nothing like bolognese. Because she's, she's seasoned it to her palate. And I, like, for example, like, obviously some, sometimes people put mushrooms in their bolognese. I do. So, you know, but she put in Chinese mushrooms, which different. 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 Um, complete. I'm going on a sidetrack I'm going to here. turn this laptop away. I I'm worked in IT for five years. I'll get into this. But there are settings. Up? You can change Yeah, this. I know. Normally it's plugged in and that isn't a problem. There's a plug next to you. It doesn't work. I mean, okay, fine. I, this isn't my first time with this laptop okay. in this cafe. Okay, we're, fine. We're in Squizita for anyone that knows. <laughs> um, the, the plug next to where I'm sat doesn't work. And I know it doesn't work. And my laptop is set that it just turns... The screen turns off quite quickly because it's normally plugged in to my screen and everything at home, so it's on power. And it keeps just turning it, the screen off because Even that's what it's set settings, to do. There are, there are applications you can... I don't use. need to. I just, I just keep tapping it just to make sure it's still going. You're going to get arm ache. I, it's fine. Okay, I could do fine. some exercise. I've been to the gym for a couple <laughs> of weeks. Um, I'm getting the dad bod. I, I learned recently that your body... When you hit like the 25, 26 mark, oh, the God. reason dad bods start happening is because your body is preparing for having kids. Uh-huh. And not obviously like a woman's body prepares. Like as a bloke, your it's body prepares for like lack of sleep. 
Okay. So it ups your fat res- reserves and decreases. I your, don't uh... need my fat reserves up. <laughs> I, I, if look, if if fat was wealth, I would be rich. You know. Um, so. But yeah, so your your body kind of it prepares you for having children and living with children. So that's why your testosterone levels drop a bit yeah, and your sex drive drops and your your fat reserves go up because your body's preparing for lack of sleep and continuing hunting and gathering. Well, I, already, and I already have lack of sleep, so <laughs> that's that. But that's out of my own devotion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're, you're... Yeah, so yeah, that happened. And what was really bad was the, 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 this period. So we're still in the same period of don't leave your house. Da, 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 don't so see is this why you couldn't go and visit him? Were no, I couldn't. Yeah, oh no, 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 yeah, I couldn't go visit him because the they they had one COVID ward. Right. This was at the time they had one COVID ward. I remember. Kind Were you of, like oh, I'm positive, so I can. Yeah, but I remember in like in the heat of COVID, like the I'm talking like when people were dropping like flies, they they turned Excel Center into yeah. a COVID ward. This hospital at the time had one COVID one room. And that was, and it was one room that was also like ICU. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like the 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 journey it took from, and I'm not going to go into details, mostly because I know it can be quite triggering for people as well. But like, it was within the space of five days. Right. And my mum took the first call because obviously you know she took the first call, and I and do you know what was really sad? I'd never, and this is this is an like again. Anyone who has, and I, and I know that people from other backgrounds can draw, draw parallels, but anyone who has an Asian mother will know the, the, the strength. Like, you, look, I remember specifically, like, there was times when I was in, there was time in primary school. My mum used to walk me home um, from primary school on occasion. It did split between my mum and dad. My mum walked me home once, and there was these, um, this, f- it was, it was like, I'm going to say family, but like these bunch of brothers, one was like significantly older, like in high school. They'd used to literally bully me at school. And um, they lived like on the road next to us. And so they would walk the same route. And I remember, you know, they started like, you know, just hassling me. And even though my mother was there. And I remember my mum, she literally, she just said, and she said it's the older brother. She was like, it's gonna it's gonna make her sound really weird but she literally she shouts him she was like do you think you're a man bullying little kids you're not a man if you are a man why don't go pull your trousers down and see how much of a man you are (laughs) and literally he literally he went red he didn't know what to say and like this is against an adult they've got the intellect they think they have um and yeah so 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 someone throughout my life who was so strong like you know and like you know, I was also uh, a lot of the time on the receiving end of that, you know, being yeah. berated by my, my, my mother. Um, and my, my sister can definitely, uh, definitely back that up. <laughs> she, she, and she, she grew up, and I remember, and my sister will always say, uh, I, it was always throughout my, my, my childhood, you know, I've had to be dealing with this longer than you. I didn't have a sibling to, to, to you know. And like, yeah, my parents were tough. And, and, and you know, um, Seeing her receive that first phone call and breaking down, it like it broke you saw my the heart. Human, the the person. Yeah, you, I saw. Yeah. I saw. And like my my mum's not the same person anymore. Mm. Um, and what's worse is, throughout my childhood, 
she and she still does she's she had several health issues and i remember um even having the conversation you know we never thought it'd be this way around with my yeah. parents um out of the two and i know if if my dad is looking down on me um i definitely said my mum is the stronger like emotionally definitely my mum is definitely a stronger person so i i i remember even having this conversation with my mates um because that's all i could do because i couldn't go see them at yeah, the time yeah. And this was, this was, yeah, um, I had a conversation with them and um, I was like, you know, I, 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 I couldn't, it, as bad as it sounds, regardless of timeline, I couldn't see this going the other way. Or if, I, if it did, it would almost be worse. But yeah, um, after, after he passed, um, that's when lockdown happened. Right. That's when literally people were getting fined. You can't leave the house. People were there. Were, people were like telling on their neighbours and yeah, yeah. There was a couple and that went for a walk in the hills yeah, and got in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woman, woman went to Wales thinking it was part of England. Yeah, you know that kind of yeah. So probably a white class white woman, white middle class woman. There we go. Got that one right. She was, but I still I think you know stupidity extends across all races, <laughs> um, but. Uh, I, I had two months, um, oh, so my sister, I told my sister, so my sister lives in Paris with her, right, okay. with her now husband, but wasn't at, at the time. time, which was really sad. Um, so I had to call my sister. Basically, after the first call, I took the rest of the calls. After the second call... I told my sister to come over. Like, I was like, you need to be... I don't care, first class, whatever, you're a star, you need to come over. Yeah. So she came. Um, there was, like, probably five calls in total, um, with the third being, you need to prepare. Yeah. Um, which is really sad. Um, yeah, so the two months after that, solid two months, um, oof, it was dark. Okay. Uh, I uh, contemplated suicide several times. I also told my I told my my sister about it, which um, so me and my sister were growing up were always close because we had that shared bond of I don't want to be shouted at by my parents for doing something because we're becoming too westernized, right? Because and this is I, this is something which when I explain to my friends, my English friends. Um, They'll like obviously they'll never understand because they've never had that they've never had the culture shock. Yeah. Um, but obviously my uh, friends who are also children of immigrants mm-hmm. completely understand. They're like, yeah, you know, because there's a because their parents had to fight for their place at the table. They had to fight to buy the house. They had to do all these things. You know, they didn't have X amount of privilege, and and you know, so um, yeah, I opened a lot up to my sister. Um, and, um, I, you know, I spoke about things with her that I obviously didn't want to ever speak about because I didn't want this to happen so, like, close, but, um, that was a time when I was like, you know, it was, it was crap. It was really crap. Um, And my sister's, um, she's older than me, so she also had to, she had to be the person who dealt with the estate and et cetera, et cetera, so... As much as I was bearing all of that on her, she also had to deal with 
all of the crap. She's turned into the strong mother. Yeah, figure exactly. Point, yeah. Um, and you know, uh, it was so tough. Um, I didn't, I didn't see any of my my friends for those those two months after. I, I, and during those times of darkness, I remember thinking, mate, if you do that. What are you going to leave behind? Because that's the thing. That's the thing that people, you don't... And I, look, I get it. Some people go, oh, you know, um, the act of taking your own life is it's selfish. It is, it's, it's selfish in some regards. And I, I'm a very diplomatic person. I always see everything from both sides. I, I, I try to, at least. Right. Um, and I'm like, it's selfish in some regards. Like, for example, if you have tons of debt and you have children who are of age who can pay off that debt you you pass away there's nothing stopping the bank from coming after your kids right you know stuff like that i like for example like um my dad had a a class on on finance um i had to call up mercedes uh mercedes finance i remember actually talking to 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 my friend um raz uh, from remove before race um i've known him for years and i just went I, I don't, I, and this is the thing, I don't like asking things from people. Um, again, I don't know if this is from my upbringing or whatever, or, or, or it could be a man thing or whatever, but I remember at the time, I was just like, look, I just, I need help. Um, do you know anyone at Mercedes-Benz Finance? Because I, I just need, I need rid of this car. And when I say I need rid of it, so my dad was a driving instructor. Right. So this is, this is where all the pieces come together. He's a driving instructor teaching people from all over, more specifically teaching nurses, doctors, whoever, right. in a confined space in a car for minimum hour, two yeah. hours a time. There is no way. And, I, I, and I'm, I would, I, not that I believe the statistics are 100% accurate, but I'd like to see at least the, the version of statistics that exist by, by um, profession to see how many of those people were things like bus drivers, yeah, yeah. driving instructors. All these people who, you know, obviously, yeah, doctors and nurses, like, you know. Out in the public. Yeah, who, who are interacting with people like that. I like, um, so the reason I say that is because uh, the A-class was uh, also a car. So he had, he, he, had a, he had two cars. One was automatic, one was manual. Right. And I said, I remember talking to him. I was like, right. Can you not get a manual crap car or not not a Mercedes A class? Yeah, yeah. And just have an automatic Mercedes A. I was like, look, think about the residual value. It's gonna be no one wants a manual Mercedes, right? <laughs> like, I'm, and I'm I, in general, no one wants a manual Mercedes. I, I can't even, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like. No one wants a manual Mercedes, let alone an A-Class, which has a Renault gearbox in it. No one wants that. <laughs> and has been a learner car. Yeah, he had a fully specced out... Uh, I forgot what... It, was, it, was, it wasn't Hyacinth Red. It wasn't Metallic Red. It was like a flat red. Um, same one that you could get on the, uh, a, well, on the A-Class. So he had, a, he had a flat red A200 manual. And it had everything. It had Burmeister, pan roof... I'm talking a lot. I'm thinking full leather. I'm like, I, what have you done? If I was like, I thought you've ruined this family. Yeah, <laughs> I I thought you know, 
C63s were depreciating assets. Yeah, yeah. This, absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm thinking, right, you know what? You're, you, you, do, you do you, Dad, you do you. So here I am, and I, I've, I've called up Raz, and I'm like, mate, I can't sell this car, there's no residual value. Who's buying a bloody... He's like, look, say no more. Gave me an email, sent them an email, and because it was so early on, because people were having this issue. Mm. Like, I was one of the first people, probably, who... who because don't you know, people, a lot of people were saying, look, I'm within my X amount of days. I don't know what, how their finance agreements work, but some people could just return their cars because I think there's a clause change of circumstance. Right. Because obviously a lot of people are losing their jobs because of COVID. And da, 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 da. So, um, and that was another thing. So, yeah, leaving behind financial things, leaving behind, you know... And as someone who worked in IT, trying to figure out bloody passwords yeah, yeah. and all this other stuff, figure out, oh, actually, you know, he's, you know, he's, got, he's, he's got a PayPal account. Why has he got a PayPal account? I don't know. What the hell is he he's doing? He's now classed yeah. as a bank account. Yeah, it's it's pa- absolute <laughs> pain. Um, and that's, that's still so, I, like, that's something I've had to offhand to my sister um, to, to, to sort out and, you know, stuff like that. But um, the biggest biggest and 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 i'm not saying this is the one size fits all approach because i know some people who who bury themselves into work as a coping mechanism yeah. and i'm not just talking about for, for for grievance or for loss but I'm just anything you know yeah. breakups or whatever and the, and and i was forced into a situation where i was isolated from my friends i couldn't go see them i was i was messed up and I didn't want to talk to them because I didn't know what to say. And they didn't know what to say. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing, and I, it was one thing I learned, the biggest thing for anything was, uh, at least for me, was I knew they were there. Every single day I'd have like six missed calls from all the people who, who belong on that list yeah. who can call me whilst I'm doing a time lapse. Um, and, or it'd be a call and it'd be X, Y, Z, or it'd be a text message or whatever. And, um, and I remember seeing these things during COVID. It was like, COVID isn't a time to test your friends. We're all going through this. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. However, there were some people who weren't there for me. I'm not, I'm not saying this from a place of um, bitterness. It's, it was just, it was very eye-opening. Some of the relationships that I had were not as, uh, I don't want to say genuine, because they definitely were genuine, but we didn't have, I didn't have the type of relationship with some of the people that I thought I did. Right. And um, other people had other priorities. And I'm like, I get that. Sure, uh, fair enough. Um, I'm Was not, there the inverse of that as well? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm not, I could definitely go and tell a full story here, which I'm not going to. <laughs> Out of the respect for that person, because I'm just going to, I'm going to summarize it as this situation happened that came out of, unfortunately, um, me losing my father, which meant that, um, and again, I'm seeing it completely diplomatically. I can understand why someone who I thought should have been there for me wasn't there for me. And it even got to a point where I'd, um, you know, I'd made communication with that person and I'd spoken to them, and it was kind of, you know, I, I, I tried to, and from all of this, I tried to just be like, look, 
and, and this is the biggest learning experience I ever had in my life so far, which was money doesn't mean anything if you don't have the time. Mm. Time is the most invaluable thing you ever have on this earth. You can have five pounds in your bank account, you can have five billion pounds in your bank account. If you have five minutes left on this earth, it means nothing, you know? Um, and what I took from that was, I know people are saying COVID isn't a test, whatever. What I took from that is, who do I want to give my time to? Yeah. What, and, and it's not even about where value is added or whatever. I can go and sit and have dinner with my friends and talk with them for three hours or I could have a business meeting that lasts for 20 minutes. I would, one of them can be more valued than the other. Most, probably most of the time, it's the three hour conversation talking about random crap, talking about life, whatever, because it's, it's more, it's, it's, it's for yourself. It's for your own release. I'm always, and I, even in high school, I realized this, I'm the type of person who would much rather listen to other people's problems than deal with my own. Right. Okay. I always put other people first, and I and and a lot of the time I ended up internalizing my own issues, um, and I didn't, I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to. Right. And this whole process, I realized I could ask for help from people. I could talk to uh, the people around me, you know. And and that's and it's regard not even like I'm not even just talking about like loss. I'm talking about financial crap taxes stuff they don't teach you in school which they definitely should be yeah you know why do i know about you know osmosis and pythagoras theorem when i don't know how to do my taxes you know yeah, yeah. and as stuff a self-employed like person now you've got to do <laughs> yeah, it more often well. exactly why why do i know that even even now it's like you know you need to get an accountant to to make sure we're writing off the right stuff i'm like right and it was like, uh, and, and well, I'll get people going, no, actually, you need to get an accountant and you write this off everything. I'm like, yeah, no, that is the ideal situation. Yeah, everything is a, a cost. Everything's a it's cost, a business exactly. expense. No but what. like, yeah, that whole experience made me realise um, I, I need to just, I need to, not I need to rely on people more, but I need to be cautious of where I'm putting my time. Um, and, like, and that's not to say that everything needs to have you know, a divine purpose, that just means maybe, maybe I won't, you know, um, waste time. Not that, not that I don't do it still, but like, if I'm, if I'm going to spend two hours on my phone, scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through social media, at least within those two hours, I need to take something from it, where it's like, actually, no, you know what? I can use that. Or, I can message someone on Instagram and it'll be like, no, that's actually an opportunity for business. Or I can take, like back when I was working in a creative agency, I can take that idea I saw on TikTok and bring it into the office. Or yeah. I can see this, you know, for me, it's, it's about finding purpose in things that I do. Um, there's a, a lot of that which you're spot on. I would also say there's a certain amount of taking time to do nothing is important. 100%. Um, like it is okay within limits like it's it's not a don't do anything all the time 100% too far the other way yeah. but there is a certain amount of sit and do nothing for 10 minutes yeah, just yeah. sit and do nothing for 10 minutes and see how you feel afterwards yeah. and you might find that things pop up you weren't expecting 
because you've given yourself that breathing room to to allow that stuff to happen. Exactly. Um, and it, it's something that I, I've learned a lot about in the last year as well. Of oh, I'm just going to take half an hour to sit and kind of read a magazine or just do nothing of importance. It's and it's 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 good for the soul. It's good for the brain. That kind of thing. Yeah. And this is why I think I don't want to say it in especially like going through what I've went through, but. COVID needed to happen in the sense of everyone really needed to understand the value of time. Because, trust me, you walk outside, talk to 20 people and ask them, has your, has your quality of life, and I'm talking about your work-life balance, your understanding of where you want to be in life, your understanding of of you know, your career or, or, or your life or whatever. Has your quality of life improved or decreased since COVID? Now, don't get me wrong. You might get people go, lost my job, got a load of debt, da 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 depression, fine. That is unfortunate. And I'm not saying that... Um, I'm not saying that's a, a, a single event because I know plenty of people who struggle with that. Like, people who already struggle with anxiety and X, Y, Z who, who were like, you know, I can't... I couldn't see my friends and, 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 I, and I... It almost developed worse. But I almost feel like all, a lot of people realised during this time they had pre-existing mental health conditions. Yeah, they I think had. as a, a general population statement, exactly. there is a, there's been a perspective given that wasn't necessarily conscious. Yeah. Um, so you ask 20 people, probably, I'm going to say at least 80% would have gone, look, it was crap. I didn't like it. I stayed inside. I felt caged, whatever. But do I see my family more? Yes. Do I talk to more people? Yes. Have I changed my job completely because I was forced in that situation? And now am I pursuing something that I actually want to be doing? Yeah, why not? Some people are still going through that journey. I, I'm seeing trending on social media, this whole quiet quitting thing. Because yeah. people realised, huh, I can, I can work from home, not pay five grand a year to go into central London on a train and deal with... Going to send going on, on a train. train. Yeah, yeah, I was going to list off loads of things, but anyone who is part of that community, you've been on a train in London, yeah, precisely. You know, or you know, I've 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 managed to leave my stressful uh, life. I've been lucky enough to move out of the city. I now live in X Y Z, and 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 I, I'm in the countryside, and I, you know, I don't care because I only have to commute in once or twice a week. And I don't get me wrong, and I've seen it, especially in massive corporate worlds, especially with. Um, with corporations and businesses who have committed to these ridiculous leases on buildings in central London who are forcing their staff to come in, their, their staff turnover rates shot up because they've gone, you know what, my productivity, if anything, it hasn't, it's, not, it's either not changed or it's got better since I've been able to sit at home, look after my dog, have a cup of tea, don't have to worry about getting dressed, putting makeup on, da 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 X, Y, Z, because... Mentally, they're in a safe space. Don't get me wrong, as well. Uh, you know, one of my clients I met today, um, he's the opposite. He's like, no, I need to be in an office or whatever. I'm like, okay, I get that. Not everyone's the same. Yeah. But at least for me, personally, the, the process of COVID. So, I, when, I was, when I was 18, um, uh, oh, well, I pursued photography since 2015. 
and that was basically since I left college. Right. Oh, even during college. Okay, my, my, my parents don't know this, but I, I used to bunk... I, I, so I studied um, art, photography, geography, business and law in college. Right. As, at A-level. Yeah. I, I used to bunk business because I thought it was absolute... It was tosh. Why am I doing basically a GCSE IT degree in, in business, learning how to use Excel? <laughs> tell me that. Please tell me. Because, and, and all these people who have, who have business A-levels, they'll know exactly what I'm on about. You're going for, you get, uh, I, I, I probably still have the book, at, I don't know, maybe I don't know. But I, I remember looking at opening this, this A-level business uh, thing, and it's talking about, um, you know, it's giving all these different definitions of, of words and stuff. And don't get me wrong, there is probably stuff in there which I missed out. I know, I know I sound completely ignorant right now. Well, but, you bumped half of it, so you didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> The the reality of it was, um, I remember looking through the book and I was kind of like, this is common sense. Like, you're all about supply and demand and all these other things. But then you're looking at different terminologies like B2B and the point of sales, whatever. I'm thinking, yeah, no, it's not for me. So I used to bunk it off and this is when I was... You know um, what you would have also have learned in that business A-level? What? Basic accounting, which might be quite useful for you now. Yeah, well... Because I've got a business A-level, and you're right, a lot of it is, here is basic terminology for things that you will encounter in the yeah. normal world, so it's kind of common sense What kind of halfway through, they start introducing accounting and finance. Look, basic accounting <laughs> needs to be introduced like, way no, sooner. No one needs to get to A-level. <laughs> like, literally, you're of legal age to work yeah. at 16. Here's no how one... profit and loss works. Precisely, right? <laughs> Look, incorporate into GCSE maths at least. Precisely. Anyway, so I used to bunk it off because uh, I was at the age when um, I was constantly playing video games, uh, both Call of Duty and like Forza and all these other various titles, um, and um, watching YouTube videos mostly around car spotting. You know, likes of Shmi 150, Supercars, and whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was like, huh, I'm only an hour away from London on the train. I was like. Right, screw it. And I, I, I remember I had a rail card at the time as well. So I was like, you know, so I kept going back and forth to London. Basically, every, I like, when I say every weekend, every weekend for two, two years straight minimum. I'm talking right. rain, sunshine, what yeah, I would yeah. be in London. Because I loved London. And that was a big part of me growing up and being so close to my sister. She'd always used to take me to London. Um, we'd always used to do stuff. I also blame her, and she blames herself, actually. She, she introduced me to, to sushi when I was, like, <laughs> I don't know, 13, 14. And, like, ever since then, I've, I've, I've had... I'm, I'm a foodie through and through. Um, Can I tell you something quite embarrassing? What? I've never had sushi. I mean... I'm from Derbyshire, which is the furthest away culturally that you can get from London. I've been to Derbyshire, that's where Donington is. It is, yeah, that's on the very edge of Derbyshire. I'm from, I grew up with a steam train line Mm. going across the bottom of the fields at my dad's farm. That's Derbyshire that I grew up in. Sushi didn't make it into that environment. (laughs) (laughs) And by the time it got to it, it was old and you didn't want to eat it anyway. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not even talking about good sushi. I'm talking about, like, yo sushi. We're, like, yeah, like high street sushi. Sainsbury's Sushi Market. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. But this is the thing. And my sister will say it even still. Like, she, she, she introduced me into a life of elevated food. 
Yeah. And ever since then, I'd never, I'd never looked back. I, I love food. I will spend so... Like, food and cars, that's me. Through and through. Um, as a, a side note, as we're sat in Squizita right now, mm. and one of your new customers is just down the road, mm. which is why we're doing this here. Yeah. When Mike is open for pizza, mm-hmm. which I think is still Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evenings. Mm-hmm. So when you finish, if you're over this way on a Thursday afternoon, come up here for pizza because he makes the focaccia and the bread and everything oh, fresh in house. Amazing. If you'd no. have been here earlier for lunch, you'd have had focaccia made by Mike. Amazing. Um, but as a, a tip, as a sort of plug of my friend's business. No, 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 of course. Um, Squizita in Sawbridgeworth, where we do coffees and cars. Absolutely Every spot second on. Sunday of each month. Second Sunday of the month is Coffees and Cars Day. Yeah, yeah. Well, well there's five of them that happen across the country. It's not okay. just here. At the same time? Second Sunday. Amazing. Um, well, their community, the idea is that we build a network yeah. of these community spaces. So they're not ticketed. They're not events as such. It's yeah. uh, These businesses are opening their doors to allow people to come and be part of this community. And mm. Mike is where we started it all. Because I, as I say, used to live yeah, down the road. But... Mike does amazing pizza, and you should definitely have some when you're over this way on a Thursday evening. Or well, maybe if uh, if I can convince him, which I'm sure I can, I can I can drag my my client down with because he's he's not just a client; he's, he's a really good mate of mine. I've known him for years. Yeah, um, he's actually one of the first people I met through this car spotting world. Right, um, which brings us straight back to car spotting. So yeah, you go to yeah, London yeah. every weekend. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, if 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 I, I'm sure I can convince him, but um, he just picked up his brand new SF90 Stradale, which is very lovely. But um, we need to PPF it, which is the business I'm helping him with yeah. um, on the marketing and digital and social and everything. So um, once that's up and running in, in January, um, I'm sure I'm sure he'll have no uh no qualms of bringing it down on. yeah definitely but um yeah so i used to bunk off business to go and do car spotting um and i would never change it for the world like and 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 this is so genuine so i i remember um, i remember meeting tim shmi 150 yeah um and I met him... The busiest I'm, man in the world. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I met him through a couple uh, couple friends at the time um, on, on Sloane Street. It was back when, back when he used to go and stand yeah, on Sloane Street. Yeah, back before you could go to Sloane Street without getting a noise ticket. Yeah, yeah exactly. I've been once. I went the night lockdown was coming into effect. Ah. I lived in Southend. It's the closest I've ever lived to London. You lived in Southend? Yeah. I grew up in Southend. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, well. Yeah. We, we moved from Southend to here. Can yeah. Imagine the culture shock of Southend to just into Hertfordshire. Yeah. yeah. Where the Beckhams lived and yeah. Rod Stewart lives just over there and that kind of thing. So it was... Lockdown is coming into effect tomorrow. Yeah. So that night, I was like, I'm going into London. I've never driven into London. Yeah. I don't know how long this lockdown thing yeah. is going to happen, so I'm going to go to London. And I went to Sloane Street, ah. and I parked around the corner. Yeah. I was like, I'm not parking my liveried-up car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've seen the videos. I don't Bad be... business. Yeah. I parked around the corner, and I happened to be in that little housing estate where there's that Diamante Lamborghini Aventador, where it's probably actual black diamonds or whatever, nonsense. Oh, the Swarovski one. Yeah. So I yeah, parked around in there, exists. and I was like, oh, this is quite exciting yeah and it's the only time i've ever been to sloan street and it was chaos yeah because there was there was a lockdown meet yeah someone i'd i remember seeing i what i remember seeing videos i remember seeing all sorts i was just like it was bizarre and then this old discovery turned up uh, parked right at the back and i saw a guy like leaning out the window with a huge long lens on his camera i was like 
that's a reporter, Pat. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The next day it was in the newspapers and yeah. there were all these photos from this guy. I was like, oh, I spotted him taking those photos. Yeah. How fun. I'm glad I wasn't in any of them because no, I parked my car around the corner. I tell you what, though, um, Sloan Street back in the day used to be like where, where uh, like the Daily Mail and everything. They always, every single year, run the same, like they copy, I don't know who the copywriter is. They probably change two words of the article every single year. <laughs> Arab takeover of... of, of Knightsbridge, da, 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 da. very, very poorly written. And yeah, I'm calling you out. I don't care who you are. Very poorly written. Very focused on almost, almost. I'm not going to say it's racially motivated, but reading between the lines, like if you've seen these these articles, you'll know yeah. what they mean. Very much like They're coming over here. The, and yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm kind of thinking, guys, do you know who owns Harrods? Yeah, yeah. The same people are hosting World Cup. I'm not even going to get into that subject. And all, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. But, oh. No, I'm not even going to get into that. That's, no, that's completely, so completely separate. But, um, so you yeah. met Tim. I met Tim. Um, and I met Tim not really knowing it was Tim. Because I wa- when I say I used to watch his videos, I watched one or two. Yeah. In amongst the slew of, watch next, watch next. You know, yeah, I watched yeah, yeah. one or two. And this, I, I remember seeing. I just realised this time lapse is going to be loads of me just changing where my legs are. It's fine. I it's all the it's, time lapse. I don't even know if it's still running. It probably is, but it is what it is. <laughs> I'm only using it to. It will be. It will be maybe one or two seconds in the TikTok. Right. Or, or, yeah. or I could make it into a reel, depending. Do whatever you want. It's basically yeah. the same thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> TikTok are pushing longer than a minute. Yeah. Right? Well, no one's watching a minute TikTok unless you're doing something sketchy. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So I met him and I went up to him um, and I remember having a conversation and I was just like, oh, um, how are you? He's like, yeah, all good, how are you? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, so how long have you been doing this? And like just having a normal conversation with him because at the time this was, I'm trying to place this correctly because I think when I first met him, it was probably, it was 12C era. Right. Must have been. I don't, I, in my head, I don't know why. I felt it was R8V10. Roadster. Because that's when he did the gumball. Or he tagged along well, alongside the gumball, isn't it? it was that's gumball. That's when I first saw him. Yeah, so that's when I first saw him as well. So I think I saw the R8 in the video. Then it was, must have been 12 era when I um, when I first met him. Um, what do you call the current era then? Because he's got like 8 million cars now. Which one's the defining? Is it the GT? Is it the Zenna? He switches car every single other, like, <laughs> other day of the week. But anyway. We could call it the purple era. Yeah. He's got the, the Hurricane and the, um, the Zenvo. Zenos, yeah. Zenvo. But um, I remember having a general conversation, genuine conversation. And it was, I don't, I remember having a specific look of, and I don't, I don't know if he, he remembers this conversation the same way as I do. He probably won't even remember this conversation. He talks to so many people. But it was kind of a look of, you're having a genuine conversation with me as if I'm a normal person. And, and he was, but he probably still had at least yeah. 500,000 subs at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was talking to me like, you know, you're talking to me like an actual person. Because I, and, and, and throughout the years, I see, I see it. Because a lot of people see Tim as... Shmi 150. And not Tim. And not Tim. And I, and I even said it to him, I'm like, oh, I don't really watch your videos. I find, I, I find the persona annoying. And like, we've had so many conversations around this. Yeah, yeah. 
and 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 do you know what? And I see it on the forums as well, or the, like the Facebook page. Oh, I hate. To, and there are people out there who really hate this man for no apparent reason. It will most likely be a jealousy thing. Yeah, of course. Oh, anyone can stand in front of a camera. Yeah, but oh. there are. And Go I'm and not, do it then. I'm not about to cause <laughs> some drama, but I know there's people out there who have a lot more money than Tim, or at least seemingly, depending on what kind of assets oh, and they have. Still that way. And yeah, and I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? You have a family. You have all these cars in Why your are you garage. giving it this much attention? Why, yeah. yeah. Why are you... Also, and this is a... Set, and it goes throughout. Anyone, anyone who's doing YouTube or whatever, the people who hate on you are still watching your content. They're still yeah. giving you that, that monetization. So, look, you know what? It's one of those no such things do, as bad do, yeah, do You do you. Yeah. So, um, I had that conversation. And, and, and after that, um, it was me and a couple um, other guys... We're, we're in a friendship group at the time. Unfortunately, I'm not friends with them anymore. I say unfortunately. Oh, that's shady. Are you I in a mentally better place for having not been engaging with them as friends? Yes. So unfortunately, unfor- you're not friends anymore. No. Do you know what it is? I'm not friends with them. I feel like... Uh, I still talk to one of them. The other one... I don't think we're on talking terms. Right. Um, but it's also, it's kind of complicated. This um, isn't a therapy session. We don't need to go into no, it. No, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get into we it. We can carry on with the I'm story. I'm not going to get into it. But um, <laughs> anyway, throughout the years, uh, it, was, it was kind of like um, a few of us and um, we would always kind of helped him out if he needed someone to hold a camera, if he needed to whatever. Um, on occasion, um, I went to... When he picked up his, his GT4, Sapphire Blue GT4 981 from Porsche Colchester. Because I, I, at the time, when I was living in Essex, Colchester was my local dealer. Yeah. It's still an hour away. Um, you say Colchester to Southend is not close. Yeah, but it was either Colchester and East London. And who's going to East London? Not to buy a port. <laughs> <laughs> As you leave, the wheels fall yeah. off. Like, I'm, not being sh- I'm not being shade about East London. There's a lot of good food there. I just... Mike, who runs this, is from East London. Okay. He's a proper East London guy as well. So we won't criticise no, him. Not, Unless no. he's here, then we'll do it to his face, which is <laughs> the done thing. No, no. My, friend lives in, uh, my good friend lives in East London, um, by choice as well. So, yeah. Although, he, he lives in Stratford. And oh, okay. uh, we, always, we always take the piss. But um, he also... Like, I was like... Oh, mate, like, a couple of weeks... Was it a couple of, Yeah, a couple... No, Guy Fawkes. I was like, mate, have you seen what's going on, on outside your flat at the moment? And it's people firing fireworks at each other. I'm like, what on earth is... Th- what is going on? <laughs> what will do yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, no, no, that's, he's like, that's the other side. We don't go there. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so Colch... I, I, I used to... I, I was... I, friends with um dealer principal at the time um richard Jennifer. um he's now he's still in jardine he's now the head of ineos and pininfarina right so okay. if, you, if you need either of those vehicles yeah um, they're, they're not yeah. on my budget for no for the well time being. i don't know i don't know how much ineos is i, I still think quite punchy it's going to be more than the 500 quid Renault five <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so uh yeah so i, I that um, but this is the thing and this is when I'm still in the age of 19, you know, those, those late teens. So I'm talking to people like Tim. Yeah. Um, and also um, Sam, seen through glass. Yeah. Paul Wallace. 
these guys who the, are like the names that people know yeah, from that world. Yeah, the the and like for me, it was like, I'm just talking to these guys. I have no no I I'm no way was like a fanboy or whatever. Like it was cool because you know. Um, Back in the day when I, because, you know, Dub Customs, they're in Basildon. I used to go to Dub Customs a lot and see those guys. Um, and uh, I remember, you know, I'd, I'd go, go in and, you know, I'd, I'd, see, I'd see all three of them at some point because um, they always had their cars in there. And, like, it was like, developing these relationships with these various companies, you know, Porsche and XYZ. And, like, that was a thing that I was almost... It was natural to me. I was just doing because I was making friends with the people who yeah, yeah. they were talking to. And it was, it was integral to me growing um, in, in photography alongside my, my career in IT. So when, 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 when I turned 18, I, I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pursue photography. I did that for six months until my parents were like, no, you're 18, we can kick you out. Yeah, yeah. So, you better start uh, doing a bit Yeah, more. went to the Excel, went to some careers fair, signed up to, to like, literally was giving out my details to all these like, various recruiters. A lot of them, every, and like, look, if you're a recruiter, especially someone who's recruiting an apprentice, don't, like, if someone is using their initiative who, and they're traveling X, Y, Z, they're already committing to a commute. Don't, don't highlight that to them as a, as a flag. Because I had all these recruits go, oh, you live in Essex. I'm like, yeah, and? People commute from Essex all the time. What's, what's the problem? Yeah. And, and that was like one thing. For, and this was, this was, it was something that was quite poetic. I remember I was going, I, was like, I want to be in marketing. I want, and this get-go, marketing, marketing, marketing. I want to do it. And I'm, um, the agency I ended up with, they were a marketing, a digital marketing as apprenticeship specialist as well as an IT apprenticeship specialist. And at the time, I was like, nope, don't want to do IT. Marketing, marketing, marketing. Yeah, yeah. But I, and then, but I also caveated that with, I also just need a job because if I don't have a job by end this week, my parents will be coming out. Oh, okay, fine. So... Um, it was like a score, it was a test out of 30. I got 28 out on the marketing and then I got 29 on the IT. And I'm like, are you sure you're doing IT? And like, even when I was in high school, I started doing GCSE IT stuff um, before I was doing my GCSE yeah. because I was so far ahead in IT. I was like, oh, I'm good at IT. Sure, why not? Did, did this nightmare... Um, they were like, look, we've got you an interview for digital marketing. We've got you an interview for, for IT. I'm like, okay, fine. So went into digital marketing. And like, going back to the whole East London thing, this is one of my first, first interactions in East London. My sister used to live uh, in Leytonstone. Um, so like, I already knew what like East looked like and all this kind of stuff. Not actually too dissimilar from, from Essex. Yeah. Um, you know, good mixture of colour. Yeah, yeah, which is always good. I appreciate a good mixture of color, a lot of culture, um, and and different communities, um, which some people seem to be scared of. Don't know why. Anyway, um, so I I had this this interview in in Bethnal Green. Right. Okay. The ends in Bethnal Green, and and uh, I was presented with this address, and it was a church next to a tower block. Wow. Yeah, and Brave. I'm thinking. <laughs> And I had to walk through several alleys to get to this church. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, right, is either someone sending me to the Lord early or this is going to be exposed wooden beams, IMAX everywhere. Yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking. We're in East London, sure. Shoreditch is... And, like, and, and this is back when Shoreditch used to still be Shoreditch, yeah. not bloody oat milk and what it is now. <laughs> anyway, so 
I, I'm, I'm here like, I called up the agency. Are you sure you give me the right address? Because you've sent me to a place of worship. And they've gone, no, no, it's the right place. And they've, like, they've called up the guy. And I'm like, no, it's the right place. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I then, I open the door. It's like a horror movie. I open the door, creaks open. <clears throat> creaks open. And I'm looking, I'm thinking, oh no, this is a church church. Looking on the floor, there is a, a, a Costco-sized foil tin tray full of chicken bones. I was like, there's been a wedding here. <laughs> there's been a wedding here. Or someone's had a good night last night. Yeah, yeah. And I'm talking full of full of bones. I'm thinking, right, there's bones on the floor. The 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 door's creaking. It's dark. What's going on? And I and then I see on the left, it's this doorway with stairs going up it. There's literally a ladder going across it. Someone up above was telling me to get out, run, do not go up those stairs. God. And then I hear again, hear another door creak open. Roger, you can come up now. I'm thinking, oh God, here we go. I'm like, this is, how, this is how I get murdered, isn't it? This, yeah. is, this is the end. <laughs> I'm presented with this, um, this elderly... I say elderly. People are going to get offended. He was probably in his at least late 60s. So, right. like, elderly. Like, he, he was of retirement age, I yeah, would say. Yeah. Long, uh, thin... Sorry, long? Thin, tall guy um, with... Uh, if you've watched Ratatouille, he kind of looked like the reviewer, the restaurant. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Without the circular glasses. Okay. Uh, uh, alternative description, he looks like an 80s Doctor Who without the hat. Okay. So he had the coat on, yeah. rainbow, not rainbow, but like... The scarf. Weird beige slash orange slash black slash whatever, brown scarf. Um, could be a really dodgy art dealer. You right, know, yeah, yeah. someone who, who, was, who was really good back in the 80s or the 90s, but now is just selling fakes. That was really specific. I don't you have got a art... real impression. Yeah, I don't have one. art dealers in my network. <laughs> I'm not of that wealth category yet. Anyway, so um, I'm here like, okay, fine. He leads me into this room. I'm seeing stained glass on my right. I'm seeing pews. I'm seeing altar. I'm seeing... Not all. Is that all? Just reeks of computers and technology. No, I'm seeing church. This is what I'm seeing, and I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, "Oh, I'm in a, ch- I'm in a church. This is this is yeah, a church. Yeah. This is a place of worship. Someone is either sacrificing or worshiping at this this altar. There are pews, and then in the corner on the far left, straight ahead of me, there is this this small cupboard room. This room that it couldn't have been more than the size of." I don't know, three double beds. That's right. a very like, that's the only way I could equate it. The usual it. measurement. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and a small desk with a MacBook in it. And this girl who was like 22, 23 at the time. A few years, uh, few years older than me. And I'm thinking, right, what's going on? How is why she is, here? Yeah. <laughs> why is there this, are you here? Blink twice. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Are you here on, under duress? What's going on? So I'm thinking, what's, what, what? And he's here like, don't worry, Roger, I'm, I'm actually in the middle of an interview. I'm interviewing this, this young lady here. Just join us. I'm like... You Impromptu want, group interview. You, yeah, you want me to join you whilst... Mm. Am I I'm, interviewing her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in what dynamic am I joining? So <laughs> I'm looking 
at this girl. She doesn't look scared, but she definitely is like, I've wasted my time here. She's, She's in the same boat as you, like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Um, and, and she, she has, uh, he has her showreel open. So she got a, is it a first that's good in uni? I don't know. Yeah, I first don't, okay, So obviously I'm going to uni, so. Me neither. Yeah, so One of the half's a doctor, though, so oh. she's got several degrees. Amazing. Yeah. Um, she so. She a first a lot, so yeah, <laughs> it must be the right one. As long as it's not degree burdens, that's fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so she was showing I think us. First is the worst when it comes to burns. Exactly. That's what I, I think. Meant. Third degree, you you you're getting out of them first. It, it's inverse to degrees that, from that's university. What I was, yeah. Yeah. That's no, what I know you're no, right. No, no. I'm just. I was I'm making a really bad joke. I'm clarifying. <laughs> it's inverse to university. Is okay. <laughs> so, um, I. Uh, I ended up going and going in, and he was showing. Um, he was showing basic. Well, she was presenting her showreel, and when I say now, this girl must have gone to a. She she either had a lot of money or she went to a really good uni who funded this, and I don't know who she is. If she, I don't know by the powers of above. If she ever listens to this for whatever reason, I've forgotten your name. Obviously, it's a very specific story. So yeah. on the off chance that she she also to hear, went to Bethel like, Green to a church. Yeah. Oh my god, it was me. Yeah. She had presented this uh, documentary that she created herself. She flew to Somalia and documented child soldiers in amongst an active whatever situation was. What was she doing there then? She wanted that first. She was like, she no, did... no, what was she doing in this bloody church? Like, this oh, girl has gone to Somalia sorry. as effectively a journalist yeah, yeah, and yeah, a yeah. videographer. So and now she's in a church in Bethnal Green. The, what happened the, in between those the two context, The context, I can't even remember the actual job role. This is how much I remember the experience. The job went whoop. Yeah. I literally, the Doctor Who was interviewing us and he was like, um, she was showing us all of this and she was, exp- she was explaining it. And I was like, yeah, the subtext is amazing. It's really visual power. Because I, I'm, t- and I'm talking, and like, it was so powerful. I remember this film. She drew parallels. There were children I'm talking of age probably six, seven, who were playing with sticks as if they were guns and soldiers. And then it cut to a scene of literal children with guns. Right. And I was like, this is so powerful. Yeah, yeah. You earned that bloody degree. Yeah, right? yeah. And he was like, yeah, what do you think of this? And I was like, it's amazing. I, I commented. I only ever complimented it because it was, it was a piece of art. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I don't think it's actually that good. And I was thinking, I was, I was like, what? what? And... You're, like, you're in a church, man. Yeah, I, 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 missed out, I missed out one important thing, he said, when he invited me into this interview. He said, well, if you're going to work for me, you're going to be judging people all the time, so it's fine. And I was like, uh, um... We are in a church. Sir! <laughs> it's not sir. our place to do this. There's already the, the guy yeah, upstairs. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, you That's know. his job. So, so I was like, okay, fine. As soon as he said that, I looked at her. She was like, I'm about to commit GBH. Yeah. And I was like, I need to get out of here. This yeah, is not okay. I don't want to be a witness to this. Murder. No, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she basically was like, well, um, I've actually got another appointment. Good meeting you. Da, da, da. And he, he then walked her out. I'm thinking, oh, God, now it's my turn. So here I am sat in, the, sat in, the, in a prayer room with Doctor Who. And um, he has gone... He was, I, I don't know what it was, but I was kind of a bit like, you know. And here I am. And it was like silent. It was, and do you know when the silence is so loud? Yeah. It was silent for a good 30 seconds. And he's just working away in his laptop. So I'm sat behind him, as if like I'm in a doctor's office. He's working on his laptop, sat behind him. And you're just waiting for him to be like, come on yeah. in. And you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm already here. No, 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 yeah, exactly. So then he goes, just randomly, he's typing away, just, 
do you do video? And I'm like, um, well, I'm no, I'm a, I'm a photographer. Like, and also at this point, I wasn't like how I am now. Like, I'm a photographer. I've worked for. Da, da, da. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm 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 a photographer. You know, she I, did video quite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I just this is part of this role. We just we 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 need someone who also does video. You see, so we just need to need to be agile. Be agile. You know. Okay. Okay. Fine. I get it. And then he's like, okay. So, um. Do you know chefs? I'm thinking, are you okay? Yeah. Why is this? Are why are we jumping? Uh, it's like I'm skipping channels. Why are yeah. we jumping conversation? And I was like, oh, well, no, actually, there was a, one part of this job is actually is marketing, but I also own this other company. And it's, I'm like, okay, great. It's, like, it's, it's basically, it's this amazing idea of mine. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, okay, cool. And um, he's, like, he's older, he's eccentric. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's basic. You know LinkedIn? I'm like, yeah, I know, I know LinkedIn. He's like, yeah. It's like LinkedIn, right, right. He's like, but sh- for chefs. And I'm like... So LinkedIn. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> Link- chefs have LinkedIn, no? Like, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, talk- I'm talking about if, you know, for example, a chef's ill, they can, they can advertise that. They need someone to cover their chef. And I'm thinking, well, okay. Won't, 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 won't the restaurant owner have a say in who covers chefs? Also, don't have a sous chef. And like, If you're at that level when you're needing to, you know... Yeah. Also... How sick is this person? Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if, if it's a cold, LinkedIn. it's what, yeah. No one's going to, and I was trying to make it make sense. I'm thinking, whatever. And like, obviously for me, I was like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this, um, I'm trying to make this make sense. And I was like, yeah, I really want to be in marketing. And I'm like, I don't want to be marketing, get murdered in a church. Yeah. And then after that, again, silence again. And then it just goes, Oh, this isn't my office, by the way. Oh, thank God. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. I'm reaching up to the sky. At Why this are point. we here then? The sun's, sun's going through the stained glass windows. It's all great. And he's like, no, 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 the office is in my house. And I'm like, oh, no. Torture, torture chamber. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the office is in my house. And I'm like, oh, God, right. What's, what, what, what are we doing then? And he was like, oh, well, the, the house hasn't been built yet. And I'm like thinking, oh my God. So there isn't God. an office. This is worse. Yeah. This has gone from murder church to murder dungeon in non-existent house. Then he goes, do you know any builders? <laughs> I, when I say I, I had to make up something, I was like, oh, um, I've got to catch my train. You yeah, know, yeah. Sorry. Da, da, da. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, oh, I'll you to the station. And I'm thinking, oh my God. <laughs> now I, at this point, I'm, 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 I'm probably not my tallest at this point, but I'm, I'm over six foot. Yeah. I take long, and this is something I picked up from my sister when I used to go with her to London because she always used to complain I walk slow. Now she's, she's got. Uh, I'm having the last laugh because she's still five foot nothing, and I'm six four, and I, my one, one step is like her four. Yeah, yeah. So. My I, partner is five foot one. I know this. <laughs> I know this story. So I'm walking at pace. So he's I'm not walking keeping at pace. He's not keeping up, but he's still engaging in conversation. And he's just getting he's, louder. It's like it's like it's like a, a, a comedy show, right? It's like almost I need to get a cannon string at yeah, this yeah. point. Yeah, like, where goes, are those alleys that I can yeah, just yeah, yeah. zigzag so through? I, so I need to go to the post office. So I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll walk you to the station. It's on the way, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay fine. 
So I'm walking at pace. Oh, yeah, yeah, I need to catch this train. So, well, if you, if you do, um, you know. Oh, actually, one thing, again, and I, I keep messing things up, but this, the one thing he said was, if I hire you as an apprentice, I just, I just need to pay you minimum wage, right? I'm thinking, that won't get me into the city. Uh, well, that, that won't get me to Bethnal Green, let alone the city. Or apprentice wage was, what, £2.70 or something like I that for a rem- while? I remember my first wage after actually I, I accepted was, I think it's, it was like 12 something. I, I wasn't getting taxed, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I then it was like, absolutely not. Um, basically decided to, to, I said to him, well, okay, yeah, I'll have a think about it. He also set me an assignment. And I'm kind of thinking, I get that if you're trying to find something, but you're trying to find someone who's essentially going to be your PA who also takes photos, records videos, and is proficient in various social media channels or whatever. And no chefs. Yeah, and no chefs. Um, it was very weird. Very, <laughs> very weird. So I got on a tube, remember going into central London because I was going to go car spotting, got on the phone to the agency and I made sure that they would never make that mistake again. Not with me, not with anyone. Because I was like, you know the legal age of someone who is an apprentice is 16? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, I'm not saying anything or making any assumptions about this man. However, you send in a 16-year-old girl into an abandoned church with an old man who clearly doesn't understand the value of what an apprentice is, that's, that's look good sketchy. On you. Yeah. And I was like, do you check all of these places that you're sending these minors to? They were silent. They were like, uh, well, no, we do, but oh, we'll drop the ball on this one. And had that, literally had like their, 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 their head of whatever recruitment um, on the phone to me, literally like, because they were, they were afraid like I was going to sue them. And I'm like, Look, if I had the money, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you, do you know what yeah. I mean? But that's not the precise point. Look, look, please, please, just go to this IT, um, go to this IT interview. The, the office is right next to the Gherkin. Um, it's next to the church. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you were already right, there. It's right next to the Gherkin. I'm thinking, great, like, you know, go, I come into Fenchurch Street, don't have to take the tube. That'd be amazing. I'm thinking, right, I'm like, yeah, but it's IT. And I'm like, look, please, just, just take the interview. Took the interview. Um, and I worked there for three years. Okay. Um, I yeah, I worked there for three years. Um, <laughs> learned a lot about uh, the the workspace and being professional in X Y Z, and also like levels of respect. And because the company I worked for was, you know, it was essentially a bunch of guys who knew each other from various other companies um, in IT. They bought an, uh, 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 a small company instead of having to establish everything and, and do all that stuff. They bought a small company and uh, that was based in um, Henley um, and then bought Lisa's office in, 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 in the city. Uh, rebranded everything and, and was bringing everyone on board. I met some of the most important people in my life uh, at that workplace. I met my mentor... Phil, um, people who I've worked with, even people who I don't, and like we, I caught up with Phil very recently, um, like uh, not last month, uh, maybe a couple of months ago now. And um, I remember talking to Phil and I was like, we both said the same thing. He was like, do you know people in my life who don't even work in tech know about you? And I was like, yeah, same. People know about you in my life. <laughs> Because he was my mentor. He was literally, he was my sensei. He was everything. Because he was, um, and like, he is this, we, all, uh, we had this running joke at, uh, at work that he was a spy. Right. Um, he is this Clark Kent looking dude 
with American accent, but he's French Canadian, but also knows other languages. Right. Um, okay. Holds various passports because he's French Canadian. Um, Super spy. He is also one of. He is one of the. Uh, he was someone. He carried like um, like a full on hiking rucksack with him, like hiking spec rucksack, but like you can compress it into like a normal size rucksack. Right. With like several liters of storage and everything. He always carried that with him, and it always had X amount of cash, passport, spare change of clothes, X Y Z. Like and like that's fit. proper. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like he, he's also the reason why I know what the legal carry uh, for uh, a blade is in the UK. Right. Uh, How I think, many inches of a blade? I think it's three lock. inches as as long as it's not locking. If it's a locking blade, it's illegal. Yeah. Not that. I mean, again, not that I needed to know that, but I'm like, okay. Cool. He also used to get different knives ordered into the office, and it'd be like, and it was almost like a game. It's like, Phil, Phil, what did you order this time? Yeah. And yeah. It, was, it would be one of two things. It would be, he had this obsession of getting like burner phones. Yeah. So it'd be like, for example, maybe he like, just wanted to be a spy. <laughs> I still, I'm still convinced he is. Um, and you just outed him. Oh no, no. What was what was the funniest? Thing? He's our, he was the cybersecurity specialist. Yeah. <laughs> This guy so, Phil, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So big... he used to. He it's used... all been a sting. We've got him, guys. Yeah. He used to. He used to get uh, like these random burner phones and all this other stuff and like different knives. Or it'd be like uh, puzzles. Like... And then random supermodels would turn up. Like, yeah. Where is Phil? He's left. Me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, God, Phil, what's going on? No, but there was there was a time when um, one of one of my colleagues. Um, at the time, uh, I mean, he's a mate, but he, at the time he was a colleague, um, and um, we were doing these. I don't even know if this is legal, but um, no, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Like it was, it, there was consent involved. No, this, gonna, this sounds really sketchy. You're really going anyway, down a let line me just here, go. Yeah. Let me just go. So we were doing these um, cocaine deployment <laughs> deployments uh, of this software for um, a bunch of hostels around Europe, but right. this was in London. I did a thirty-two hour work day. Yeah, this is why I'm saying I'm not sure if it's legal because even if you do, I'm pretty sure there's laws in the UK saying you're not allowed to do that. Anyway, I did a thirty-two hour work day, and we were based in literally behind Piccadilly Circus. In uh, in this uh, headquarters of these these hostels, and like I wasn't the only person there. It was literally my whole team. We were we were deploying all this stuff, and Phil was one of the guys. He probably did. Uh, he probably did like at least twenty six hours or something. But, like even him being the superhuman he is, um, he he's a superhuman, but he was almost like running on standby mode. He was there, but he was just doing stuff. He wasn't right. present mentally. He yeah, was yeah. just doing his job. And there was my colleague um, and mate, Luke. Luke, uh, they were going at... Um, so I need to describe it as there was uh, adjoining corridors that joined at a 90 degree. So you would not see around the corner unless you were standing at that, you know, that yeah. point of intersect. So... Um, Phil was coming from one side Luke was coming from another side they met at the, the, the point and Luke's reaction was Whoo! and like jumped up like you know scared tired deprived of sleep all of the things 
Phil's reaction was to get in like karate pose. Yeah, Phil was going to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, because he's a spy. Yeah. And this just reinforced every, his, it was fight, what was it? Flight, flight, flight or, or flight? There you go. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like Phil. I, he's not a spy then. He'd have heard him coming and he wouldn't have been caught off guard. Well, yeah, there was that. But there was also, uh, look, he, had, he was deprived of sleep as well. <laughs> a, but, a momentary lapse in his spy skill set. But he is, um, I, I always, uh, for anyone who doesn't know his name, he's always been quoted as my mentor. And he still is. I still hold him to this day. Even though I don't work in IT, he is still my mentor. He is the first, he, oh, he, this is also, he also owns part of a CrossFit gym. Uh, it's based in an army base in East London. Right, okay. Again, spy. Adding into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, he is the first person and last person I'll ever do CrossFit with. Um, I did it. Um, I've never been back since. Uh, although I still do like the odd kettlebell swing. I've got like a 28 kg kettlebell at home. Um, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I learned deadlifts and kettlebell swings from him. And he's like, yeah, just do this and like, you'll be fine. And just like eat good and you'll be fine. Um, and he's yeah he uh, he is someone who I hold very dearly uh, in my life um, because he he taught me so many things he taught that he he and do you know what it was you meet people in your life and I I categorize there, I, there it's different to the phone list but there are, there is a select list of people in my life who. When, do you know when you sit down with someone, you can have a conversation with them, but you know, regardless of whatever you talk about, you're going to take something so valuable from that conversation. Right. He is one of those people. Every time, I, I, there, is, there is a select few people. There's uh, a, couple of my, a couple of my car friends, one of which who's uh, recently moved to Hong Kong, um, who I take like, life learnings from. Uh, another of which who is like, based in between Germany, London, and Austria... Uh, and I and, and he he's actually the CEO of GP Ice Race. Oh, nice! Yeah, love a guy. He nice. is he is one of the he he's really like inspirational because he's 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 like he's a I'm pretty sure he was and one of I, okay I might be chatting gas here but he is in my belief in my head one of London's or was one of London's top barristers. Right. Okay. So he has a very very good academic background. Yeah. He has a oak green metallic. He's known in, um, on, on social media as oak green metallic. He's, uh, he's got an oak green metallic 901.2 GT3 touring. He uses it all the time. Um, it's, it's called uh, Eva, Ava, depending. Um, and uh, his friend, who is the other guy who is all about, uh, like one of his best friends, if not, I think he's, he has, similar to me, a selection of very close people. One of his like close people, um, he is one of the other people who I consider that I would I just I sit down and I, I absorb knowledge I take learnings from them yeah um, another one of the those people do you know what's really funny all these people I'm listing own GT3s it's a Porsche thing but well maybe that's because the GT3 <laughs> is a good car and these people GT3 are like smart car. people and yeah. they buy good cars Another one of these people um, is my dear friend Ollie, um, Oliver Lamb Watson. He is a Team GB Paralympian. Um, he does wheelchair fencing. Uh, he brought silver and bronze. That's medalist. pretty cool. He, 
Right. I'm not going to go into mostly. Uh, I, I've, I've said that several times. He's got a GT3 still got as well. It. Yeah, he's got a GC, he's got a GC3, 91.2 uh, PDK Club Sport. Spot on. Spot on. He also got it at a very good deal. Um, I'm not going to take full credit for it, but I'm 100% taking credit for him Porsche getting into Colchester by any chance? No, no. Oh. Uh, JZM. Right. Um, but I got him into Porsches because I, I, I first met him. Um, I first met him. He's, he's not going to kill me for this, but like I, I, I tell so many people this story because he is genuinely probably the most inspirational person I've ever met in my life. Um, and I'm not just gassing up my friend. Like genuinely... I met him through a bunch of guys who I met on Sloan Street who yeah. own W204C63s, doing burnouts, revs, and whatever. A bunch of guys from Essex um, who all have wives and kids now. Um, they've all grown up, and obviously I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still mentally a kid at least. Um, still physically quite young. As yeah, well. exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I met him through this group of this, these, this AMG. I, I actually got a message from those guys earlier. Um, and I, I met them, I met him through an AMG chat. And like, some of these guys in Essex, some of these guys in Birmingham. And then like, there was also like, um, economic differences. Some of these guys are uh, tradies who literally are out like grafting, doing all sorts of like uh, laborers jobs. Some of them are in tech and X, Y, Z. And, and, and Ollie was, uh, he was studying architecture at Kingston at the time. And I remember when we all first met up in Stone Street, he had this uh, uh, black C63 W204 coupe uh, 507 edition. And he was, uh, there was one other guy who had a 507, um, but it was a saloon at the time uh, in the group. And I was like, this is really cool. Like, didn't really think much. And he came over, he was, he was, he was on crutches. And the first thing I noticed about him, um, he was wearing, he, wearing? I suppose you wear whatever. He had carbon crutches. And I was like, those are sick. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see him for the crutch. I, I saw him for the crutches, but I saw them because I was like, those are cool. Not, you didn't see him for his disability. No, you exactly. You saw him for the cool crutches. Precisely. He like he's um, wearing a nice watch kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't, well, didn't really, co- I didn't even comment on it. But one thing um, he made Peter abundantly Bunt- clear to, to all of us at times, oh, I was in a skiing accident. I don't know. Cool, whatever. Um, after that, um, he dropped me a, a, a message on WhatsApp. He was like, hey, dude, really nice meeting you. Um, I'm sorry architecture in Kingston, but actually I've, I've just bought this film camera. Obviously, you're a photographer. Um, would you want to meet up in London sometime and just like chill out and like just get to, so you could help me learn um, how to use film camera? And because I was studying college still at the time, I was, I was using film cameras. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So... Um, we met up a few times and, um, you know, just taking photos and all this kind of stuff. And like, I can't even tell you the period of time it was, but there was a, there was a time, I'm going to say it's like three to six months. He was just like, we're, we're sat down, we're having shisha and he was like, so obviously I'm still on crutches. I'm like, okay. It was like, it was, it's not a skiing accident. I, I'm. I've got disability. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's doing this one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was like, yeah, no, but like, you know, I just, I just wanted to, uh, just to let you know. And uh, I'm like, cool, dude. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Um. So, seeing someone that in itself was like such a big step for him. I imagine. 
Yeah. Because yeah. it's like it's it's a journey of 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 accepting the circumstances and obviously the cards you're played with and da 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 da. And he he shied away from that and now he's a disability advocate. Yeah, he, he embraces is who he is. Literally a Paralympian. And like th- that's why for me it's mind blowing seeing someone who's gone from that and turn turn what what most people would see as as a loss or you know oh poor you you know like yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of thing into something so inspiring and it's 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 representation right you people young kids with disabilities you know they don't see themselves in media or any uh, there's a real all. big thing about it not only just disabilities like people of color and yeah, exactly. ethnic, ethnic diversity and there's a, a huge thing about people see themselves in the characters that they see on TV and in media and popular culture. Mm. And if they don't see people that look like them or represent them, um, then they don't feel like they kind of are part of the, the culture. Um, and you, you see it quite often when there's like, like a main character that's from a, like a different ethnic background from the predominant ethnicity of the culture culture yeah it has such a huge profound effect on kids yeah that are like say like a, a black superhero for example yeah. like kids grow up going oh superheroes can be the same as me i can be a and it gives them that inspiration rather Honestly. than making them feel like oh, only white guys can be no, the superhero like, look, i i know i mean we were just i know i mentioned earlier you know i watched black panther but like black panther um, I was never a Marvel nerd. Like I watched Iron Man. I liked Iron Man. I loved. I love the fact that Audi had so much product placement. Yeah, I was, yeah. it's very smart of them. Um, and you I'm know, surprised the Honda NSX didn't have booming results from its one showcase in a Iron Man film as well. Yeah, I. I feel the NSX was such a. It's a great car. Everyone I know who's driven one has said it's an amazing car. A lot of people. Um, said it was a Mini 918. Mm. You know, I know for a fact... Oh, can I say that? Is it a fact? Do you know it? Is it written No, down? no, no, no. no. <laughs> I was about to say something. I can't say it because... Right. I Basically, I saw it being tested against something which exists in the market right now. And anyone who knows exactly what I'm on about, I, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I I know for a fact that that's a car. That's that's it should have been a massive success. The issue is it should have been Honda's R8, really, shouldn't it? Yeah. The issue is I don't know how much they were. They were like what one something. It began with a one. Uh, yeah, they were probably a little bit far up. Yeah, because of all the extra bits they did for it. The GTR. It's the same same thing, right? Anyone who owned a GTR back in the day, an R35 was it obtainable. You know, a, sh- a shagged one that's that's had a seven hundred horsepower map from XYZ at thirty grand. Why not? Back in, well, back when they were thirty grand. I don't know if they still are. Uh, sure, why not? But realistically, you're going out there getting a brand new, uh, you know, manufacturer year twenty twenty nineteen plus. You're still paying seventy something grand. You're in, you're easily in in Porsche territory. Yeah, and if you want anything with a Nismo badge, you're over a hundred. Yeah, and they were they were you know handful, especially in the UK. Mm. 
So like it's 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 pricing bracket. So it's the same thing of the NSX. But then when you're talking the NSX, you're I've, I'm pretty sure I, I, I again I might be chatting at my answer. So the, I'm pretty sure that car was over a hundred, uh, if not definitely eighty ninety. Mm. You're still looking at something which and let's be honest, it's a big part of the car uh, car community. Unfortunately, um, that people who care about badges they're like oh i could get a second hand r8 for that or i could get xyz for that i could get a gt4 for that or da, 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 da. yeah yeah so i feel like that was also uh mega downfall the issue is as well i don't feel like they mark i didn't see that car anywhere I, other than I goodwood yeah i didn't see much of it and it didn't do much to evoke the emotions that no. you would hope for and that's what a huge part of other supercar sales rely on, isn't it? The emotion and the... It's a supercar and you're part of this special supercar yeah. club now and all that exactly. kind of thing. Exactly. I remember seeing the, the first ever NSX I saw, the new, genera- uh, new generation NSX. I saw... Um, was on Edgware Road. It was like... Tw- it was 8 o'clock in the evening. It was dark. It was raining. I remember looking and I was like, that looks nice. However... Does it do anything for me? Mm. Yeah. No, it it really. almost has a white goods feel about it, doesn't it? However, the NA2 NSX, um, and I can't talk about the NA2 NSX without talking about my, uh, my mate Mike uh, from Minutia Detailing. He has... <laughs> he is... Mike's, Mike's, Mike's a cool dude. I, I, I've got a lot of time for Mike. Um, Mike... Uh, has uh, NA2, well, maybe, no. At one point, he had like four or five of them. He, <laughs> he's obsessed. Um, he, he, I know for definitely he has these two. He has a NA2 uh, normal NSX. It's in bright yellow. Two owners, with the first owner being Jensen Button. Wow. Still on original clutch. Uh, and he dailies it, more or less. Legend. Um, well, actually, no, I think he's, he's got a GTI Club Sport S now, which he, I think he's now taking place as a daily. But he's also got one of, I don't know how many there are now, but I know a handful, um, single digits, 100%, uh, NA2 uh, NSX Type R, which he imported, shipped over from Japan. Um, it's not the white one that was on Road Rats cover, No, because I think that one... I'm not going to say the next word. Um, so, no, it's, it's red. It's red. Oh, okay. Uh, white wheels. He, he, it's his baby. He loves it. And I remember at the time, he was, he was showing around a car and everything. And it was also around the time when Jeffrey Bovingdon said, uh, it was a very contra- thing, uh, controversial thing he said. He said, I'd much rather drive this than an F40. He said, this is the best driving car ever driven. Wow. And, um, yeah, uh, and he, he loves it. But um, that does something for me. Do you know why? Because it looks cool. It's low slung. It's sleek. It's also, it's not about big power and hybrid. It's, 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 it's almost like a working pure. hero, isn't it? Yeah. Also, Gran Turismo. That's why. Yeah. It, childhood. And nostalgia. is connected to it yeah, and all that exactly. sort of stuff. Yeah, um, So, I, Plus yeah. Plus it's 90s JDM. It's just cool. Like, you oh, can't... <laughs> I love... R32... DC two Integra Type R US spec US spec not that not I don't like the round headlights I like the JDM spec car actually Mike had a Mike had uh, Mike gave me my first experience in a hot hatch ever he had this oh I need I need to make sure EK nine Civic Type R but it was a Type R X which is super rare 
for several reasons of which I cannot remember. But he was like, it was only Japan spec and da da da. But this specific EK9 Civic Type R, it was JDM spec, but it was stripped out, had cage, Recaro buckets, no insulation, nothing, and it had a paddle clutch as well. Um, and it was, it had a crazy exhaust system. It was set up for the track. I drove that thing around uh, uh, industrial state in an undisclosed location like an absolute hooligan. Um, and I felt like I was in Fast and Furious. I was, I was 17 at the time. It just, it, I, I was like, because before, don't get me wrong, I've always loved the EK9 Civic Type R. It's, it's one of my favourites. Um, I think actually it's one of my favourites full stop I can't yeah, think yeah. in terms of Civic Type R's that's obviously at the top EP3 after then everything else kind of fades into a weird nothingness I, I quite like the new one um, not a fan of the FK8 it's a bit it's a bit much I, th- <laughs> I think the new one's very mature but it's also probably going to be in the early 40s which is yeah, aggressive yeah they're all up in that range even the Megane RS is a 30 plus and stuff oh, now. I love a Megane RS as well I just I, I, I love I I love I love a lot of cars. I could, I, I, I could spend another. I mean, I, I know we've spent a lot of time just talking about random. Oh, I've spent a lot of time talking it's about. Predominantly, what this podcast is most of the time. <laughs> you, you're not off, off brand. No, but um, yeah, uh, I, I, those kind of cars do it for me. I was having this conversation with my mates the other day, and um, it was something along the lines of, "What brand new cars excite you on the market right now?" Um, I could have. This was before the announcement of both the Huracan Storato and the 911 992 Dakar. Yeah. Whoever at VW Group has been drinking the Kool Aid and who has been approving these things, well done for you, sir, madam, or whatever you identify as. I commend that person. I don't know. I don't know if it's because they're like you know uh, everything's about to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need do anything we want. (laughs) Exactly. We need these crazy projects. I want to see that head-to-head. Uh, don't get me wrong. I do. I would. I would have loved it more if they based the the Dakar off of a turbo. But the 992 um, 992 turbo. Have you ever been in one? Not a 992. No. 992 turbo. A turbo S. That car. The naught to sixteen that thing. I like. I've been in electric cars that do not sixteen. You, you know, you get it. The naught to sixty in a nine hundred two turbo. There is nothing. There's not much else that can touch that thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's ridiculous. I remember um, when we. I was filming with uh, my friend Jamie and and, and Raz for for a move for race. They, Raz literally just picked up this this turbo it's just like what's this and i'm looking at it i'm watching it in with my own eyes and like it's like someone's hit fast forward yeah it's ridiculous and yeah but i i really wish they used uh, the turbo s platform for that but also it would be closer to the 959 in its origin yeah exactly but it would be completely i mean i'm not saying it's usable at, at all in the uk maybe if you live in one of the shires where the roads are absolutely awful or perfect car for it yeah or harlow for example today i found out harlow is 90 percent pothole it's awful yeah i didn't realize that i've lived i've lived in essex all my life been to harlow maybe once or twice um and i will be going back there for the foreseeable um, with this new project my friend but um yeah what is going on with that (laughs) It's, it's not a great place full stop to be fair 
<sighs> yeah, but... Uh, we lived here for a year. Yeah. And we went into Harlow maybe once or twice a week for the gym. Fair enough. And it was like, yay, we get to go to Harlow. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm sure it's great. It definitely will be for PPF very soon. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think those two cars... They're Definitely going to be bought exciting. by people with lots of money to have fun in, aren't they? They're not going 100%. to be popping around to the shops. A hundred percent. I want to see a lot of my friends, um, or at least friends of friends or whoever, at least in the Middle East, I want to see. Because I think, obviously, those would be natural habitats for those cars. Yeah. They'll probably still get stuck. Because at the end of the day, they are still sports cars, stash supercars. Um, but they're, they're going to be perfect when you're going down a really long bit of road in the Middle East and the sand has blown across yeah, it. Yeah, like, oh, I'm okay. I out of a going. movie. Yeah. You know? I, I just, I, I love it. I love it. I can't think of any, I mean, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Maybe GTAM, Quadrifolio from, from, from Alpha, maybe. That's a, quite an exciting car. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, I do like, I, I love an A110S. From Alpine. got a, an A110 in like liquid yellow. Oh, I love it's it. Very My car's liquid yellow. Yeah, uh, it's probably not liquid yellow on reflection, but it, it's the first colour that comes. It's right, yellow, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not the slightly blue metallic that liquid yeah. yellow has. Liquid yellow, let me tell you now, it's a lovely paint colour. Horrible, and any, anyone who works in a body shop will know this, horrible to get resprayed. Yeah does not match at all or if it if it, it it it's a pain to match you have to paint and blend and da, 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 da. but yeah lovely color looks great in the sun looks great when the car's clean but other than that it's, it's yeah it's a pain <laughs> but um yeah i'm trying to i can't really think of anything like even the m3 touring i'm not excited by it they should have spent a bit of money and had the rear door blend into the wheel arch got rid of that horrible straight crease line and I think a friend of mine's ordered one, so I hope he doesn't listen to this. A friend of mine's ordered one as well. Um, well. I think he has. Joe Achilles. You know Joe Achilles. Yeah, yeah. He's actually next month's... Um, ah! Not with me, with Caffeine and Machine. Yeah, I'm going to man. that. So I'm going to that as well. Oh, nice. So I'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, um, this probably won't be out by then either. <laughs> so fine. Me. No, this is last He was month. last week. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was yesterday. I, I don't know when this will come out in the, no, the timeline. Yeah, no, um, Joe, Joe's. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Joe is getting. He's Mr. Mr. BMW and, and no, it's you know. um, Shami from Amalgato Watches. I think. Oh, nice. He's ordered one. I think he was like ordered it the day you could order one. Yeah, I mean, was, yeah. He was like yes, and then we saw one a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I saw one at Goodwood. Yeah, and then we were at the classic car show at the NEC. Yeah. The perfect place to bring a brand new M3. I mean... Where else? I, so I, I helped launch... Um, I'm not taking full credit for this for anyone who used to work with me. Don't worry. But um, I, I, I helped launch uh, M3 Touring at, at Goodwood. Because I, I, so I used to work for a creative agency. and um, so they, you part of the whole like, live experience that they had going on with a rapper and... There was no. like a, a guy rapping. Oh, no, no. I know you're... Yeah, yeah they, no, no, no. We, we, no, no. we did not arrange that. Um, we, that really threw me off when I got I there. did the socials, so all of the, all of the posting and everything, um, I was part of that team. Right, okay. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, I worked in that creative agency for, the lot, uh, well, for 13 months. Um, thanks to my friend... Do you know my friend Andy Liu? I know... I do know him, and he's been to Coffees and Cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was only because he's got a GTA he's 6 He's got a GTA like 6 as well, yeah. He, I do know him, yeah. yeah. Not on a we sit personal, and chat, yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
if we were to meet, I, yeah. we'd, we'd have common ground. Yeah, so I, I got that job through Andy. I've, li- I've known Andy literally for years. Um, he's a really good mate of mine. And I first met him when he worked at Toyota Press. I say I first met him. I knew him before, but like working together professionally in that capacity, we were, um, I, yeah, got to know him really well um, when he was working at Toyota Press. Um, he invited me to the European launch of the Yaris GRMN um, back in the day, which was really cool. Um, was that when they did the spicy Yaris that was kind of like, you didn't really know unless you knew? It was, it was yeah, uh, yeah, it was a spicy Yaris that had like uh, black and red, black and red deep, stripes. Yeah, yeah, on the side. Um, I know somebody's got one of those. Yeah, I mean, they're great little cars to run around and they had the, oh, now I'm testing myself. One point, I think it was a 1.8, but it was the same motor that was used in the Elise at the time. Oh, same as the Celica engine then. Yeah, 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 that's it. Um, With so, the VVTI, yeah. That's that one. That one's brake, Something like that. A friend of mine <sighs> looked at like getting one of those Celicas for his girlfriend. He was like, yeah. they do a 130 and a 170. <laughs> and I was like... Okey-dokey. It was something <laughs> like that, but yeah, we went we went out to Barcelona, um, went around like the, uh, it was like a MotoGP track that uh, Toyota had hired, and it was the European launch as well. So there was like big big bosses from all sorts of areas in, in yeah. Europe, and it was great. And uh, we re- we really bonded on that trip. Uh, it also made me realise how crap I am at driving left hand drive manual. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure he, uh, I say I'm sure, every single time we mention it, it will, he, he talks about thing, things crunching. So, yeah, we move, we move. But, um, yeah, we also did... Um, we which did, is weird because the pedals are in the same formation. It's just your hand that changes. Yeah, but I don't... It's, it's, it's hardwired in my head to... Because to, yeah. to, to, it's like you're reaching for the, the, the window button. It's like, what's going on? Like, and your left hand has to have the wheel. Yeah, like, this isn't like, designed this for is that not for okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I've got friends over at the moment from LA and they're like, yeah, I mean, you guys should just use left-hand drive cars. And I'm like, that's not... You can't... Like, I've driven left-hand drive cars... Um, I think the last left the last the last left hand drive manual I drove was my friend's GT3 Touring. Another <laughs> well, GT3. <laughs> well, he's also part of that group yeah, of people, yeah, of which is okay. GT3 people, like no matter touring, no touring, you're 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 great. All of you are great, apart from people who don't use them. Um, well, even then, you're, I suppose you're great. You've made that choice, but um, <laughs> they. Uh, I remember driving that car. When we went to have a and he he's. He's a, he's a car collector, um, really, really lovely guy and um, close friend of mine. And I know it's how, I've, said, I've said I've had like 20 close friends, but he's he's really, really great guy. He's from Saudi um, and he has some out, outrageous cars. But he, he the v- reason I drove it was like, one, he was tired, but he was also like, what's the point of having these cars if you can't share the experience? And like that was like one of one of the main things why the car community is so amazing. Don't get me wrong. There's been times where I've experienced not exp- yeah I've experienced, but also I've witnessed some like abhorrent things happen in the car community. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like there's still a lot of things to go forward with. But I've I've connected with some amazing people. Yeah. Um, through cars. Well, my most recent left-hand drive manual experience is similar. That it's an amazing thing that mm. someone was very kind and was like, "Would you like to have a go?" Yeah, exactly. It was a nine-five-nine. 
Fancy. Yeah. And he's literally like, what? And he's like, do you want to have a go? I was like, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, we're at Bista. Yeah. There's nobody else here. Yeah. Might as well have a go. I was like, yeah, sure. And you get in, you go, oh my God, I'm in a 959. Yeah. And I've got to now pull away yeah. with a few people around, yeah. including a photographer that I look up, like I appreciate his work. And he stood yeah. there watching. And I was like, oh God, do not mess this up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> like almost launched it. But that, again, is, as you say, like, the car community has such gems inside of it Honestly. that you get people from all walks of life and they all just want to share their passion for, yeah. for cars. No, it's amazing. And I've, like, it's going to sound so... Not even sound so bad. It's, just, it's, just, it's a sad fact of life. I do have a select few people who I, I keep in touch with, but I'm not talking to... I might talk to you maybe once every few months, who are like primary school even secondary school i don't really have many people i still talk to there are people who um i talk to every now and then or like their friends or like you know you just see them on instagram doing stuff like there's people getting married and having kids and i'm not about that mess but like also um i'm happy for them if that's what makes them happy and also a lot of people um who have obviously just faded away and I've, i've lost touch with but um I've realised a lot of, not I say a lot of, every single... The coffee machine is cleaning itself. Oh, no. Oh, there we there go. go. A lot of people in my life now, um, I'm going to say I'm gonna say 95% of the people in my life now are all connected through cars. Yeah. Um, and that's all through common interest. And like, it's not just through supercars or JDM or Euro or, or slammed cars or whatever. Um, and like... It's it's a common interest around these silly things that some cost a, an, an exuberant out, uh, amount of money or, uh, you know, are old bangers that have, you know, been bought for cheap and people like fixing up. So I'm not technical in any way, but... I bought um, a £500 Renault 5 last year and yeah. that thing has had more people come up and say hello from yeah, all walks of life. Like, I've had Richard Rawlings stood in front of that car for a photo. Yeah. Um, I didn't get it. So I, we were at an event and Tim, Shmi Tim, was yeah. there. I was like, I need to get a photo of you with this car because yeah. I've got like Shane Lynch from Boyzone and yeah. Harry Red. I've got all these people. I was like, I just need to... It's not for me. It's, it's you just a need little to... project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see how many well-known people I can get with this You're cheap shit. You're start Renault. wrapping the car with these photos. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like... It's such a, a no-ego-connected car yeah. that you can just turn up and be like, yeah, it's a cheap Renault 5. I don't yeah. care. I'm not trying to show off. Yeah. Just appreciate it for the fun thing that it is. Yeah. And we were at Bista and Mr. JWW had this little display with like a Huayra and a couple of Conan's eggs yeah. and this, that and the other. And I wandered over and my, we were on another little stand like just with the Revs Limiter guys. Yeah. I said, can I be cheeky and just park my car in the middle of all these supercars just for a photo because it's quite a funny thing. Yeah. I parked up and got out. I was like, oh, sorry for showing you up, guys. I'm having a bit of fun. Yeah. Nothing. These are all even billionaires or whatever. Yeah. Just completely stoked. I was like, how boring. You've got all this money and you can't even have a joke yeah. at the expense of a 500 quid Renault. Come yeah. on, guys. I don't give a shit that much. Like, life's too short, as we've yeah. said. Like, time is the key. Yeah. I was like, God, I have a laugh that this tiny little cheap yeah. Renault is now in the middle. But that, that's the thing that it connects from all walks of life and no, of all races, religions, creeds, everything. I mean, I know if, if, if I was to go through 
the people, like my, my contact list on my phone, uh, you, you're exactly right. I've got people who come from ridiculous backgrounds and I've known, I've, and like, it's even the case of like some people will be like, how do you know this person? Yeah, yeah. Right? And I'm like, I like their car. Yeah. You know, and I, it's, it's, it's so amazing what the community can do. And obviously, yeah, as I said, like I, it's, it's got its fair share of issues. There's still a long way to go with certain things, especially stuff like, okay, one thing recently that happened um, to, to a friend of mine uh, is uh, she works for a dealership, um, a premium car dealership, and she's a social media person. Um, I also know the person who previously did uh, did that job um, and she echoed the same issues that she had. She got berated by this one individual who is now being taken care of, um, as far as I'm aware. That sounds like they're being... No, 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 no. Being taken care of uh, within the the legal... By HR and... Yeah, Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, within the the, the legal realm. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, literally being called out because she's wearing a particular type of dress. Because what's more confusing is this particular person was also in the same breath, well, not on this, these particular hatred posts, but um, was also pre- uh, preaching about uh, women and LGBTQIA plus rights and X, Y, Z. And I'm thinking, well, hang on, how can you be so hypocritical? Yeah. Um, also found out this said person had also... Um, had attacked several other people that I know in my network, and I'm like, okay, fine. This is this is a this repeat is a offender. Person, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you get those people who don't know you. You do get these people who don't know you. And it's regardless, if it's if you're in a position where you can be interacting with these really amazing cars or whatever, you unfortunately you do get these people who go, oh, oh, it's it's daddy's money. Oh, yeah. Someone's someone's doing some sort of act to you know further their career with yeah, yeah. Uh, with someone higher up you know or or sugar daddy or da, 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 da. like there are some people unfortunately that are like are like that but um the people i know and the people i give my time to i mean so uh, all right another person i want to i want to uh, quickly just mention it's phil mcgovern um, and dan from from um Catherine machine I first met Phil on my first trip I ever went to Dubai. I went to Dubai with a group of friends, uh, one of which who I just saw uh, a minute ago. Um, oh, that's why you were late, is it? <laughs> oh, I see. She has a child with my other friend. No, it's all right, mate. No. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she, uh, she... Yeah, so I went to Dubai with, with a group of friends and um, I met... Uh, a good friend of mine, again, another good friend. I've, I've keep, I keep using that term of mine. Um, Fred. I'm just going to call him Fred. Fred knows who he is. Everyone who, who knows Fred just knows him as Fred. Right. Um, and he is very well connected in the automotive industry, specifically in the Middle East. Um, I met him when he was running um, a detailing operation in the Middle East. Um, and he was like, there's a cars and coffee. 
on... Um... So you were there for OG Caffeine and Machine? Because it started as a meetup there, didn't it? It didn't start as the place that we all know over here. Exactly. So I was there and um, he was like, there's a, there's a Cars and Coffee on, on Friday because at the time the UAE was still running Friday, Saturday as the uh, weekend. So it was Friday morning. Starts at 7. I was like, oh, 7. I was like, jet lag, absolutely not. He was in there. He was like, look, there might not be your Bugattis and everything turn up, but it was like, there are a bunch of interesting cars turning up. Good, usually good crowd of people. Just come along. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Woke up at the crack of ass and um, made, made our way down from our really dusty hotel. That's a whole other story, but I'm not going to tell today. Um, and went to, this, went to this, this random car park in the middle of, uh, I say middle of nowhere, it's in um, like the industrial area of, of Dubai. Um, so like not next to the Burj Khalifa, yeah, it, like yeah. dusty. And um, we were just there, I'm like, okay, cool. And out of nowhere, I see this PTS Maritime Bloom 991.1 um, GT3 RS just pull up. And this bald guy, glasses gal. And I'm thinking, okay. He goes, you right, guys? And I'm like, British. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and uh, obviously... English white guy doing yeah, that. Yeah, but obviously, just, like, what? UAE. And at the time, I didn't really understand the, 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 the breakdown of, like, the community in the UAE because it was the first time. And obviously, this is the, I imagine anyone who's been to the Middle East what, I absolutely know what I'm talking about. Anyone who's ever been to the Middle East, the first time they ever go, they'll always get fed these perceptions. Oh, make sure you're covered up. Oh, don't get your hands chopped off. Oh, da 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 da. All these things. Dubai, look, I, and I always say this about, to, to anyone who's going to Dubai, you will either love Dubai or you'll hate Dubai. There is no in between. You're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I like Dubai, but I might go back. No, you either see it as vulgar, fake, plastic, all the, all the negative connotations that you want to shove at it. Um, and yes, it is. It's it, there's a lot of money. There's a lot mm. of wealth. There's a very big divide of of wealth between people who have money and people who do not have money. Yeah, I'm not going to go any further into that because I know, especially with yeah, everything going on at the moment with 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 Qatar and anything, that that is that is a matter of fact. However, Dubai in particular, because. Um, Although the the UAE is amazing um, as as a country, I, I've I've been to um, you know top of Dubai to Ras Al Khaimah. I've also been to Abu Dhabi. So and and those two other kind of I don't know if Ras Al Khaimah is technically a city. It's definitely it's it's, a, it's an emirate. Um, but all of all three Dubai, Ras Al Khaimah, Abu Dhabi, they're all different vibes completely. The people are different as mm. well. So in Dubai. You have probably, it's, it's a very high percentage of expats. And these are all expats, maybe not so now after COVID because uh, there was a mass migration because uh, essentially, without going too into it, they, the locals went abroad, studied, got all of the education which all of the expats bought in originally because before it was kind of like, eh, we've got money, we don't really need to, we can just hire people for that. You know? yeah, yeah. Now they've got the education, it's like, no, we can hire our own. So, yeah, we don't need the yeah, So, um, but that was like the most amazing thing that I'd realised, like that there was this sub-community full of expats and the, the uh, I know I went on a massive tangent there, but Caffeine the Machine, and I'm talking this, this karmic, so behind him, behind Phil, 
there was this line, uh, licked grun and with like blue accents, like nine, like outlaw 9-11 situation. Uh, and it was, it was, it sounded mean. It had wide body, had civvy, uh, civvies on the front. It was amazing. It was great. Then there was 964 Turbo. The, uh, I think it was a 3.8. The, 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 the Big Daddy. Yeah. Big Daddy, the, the, you know, the, the, the deadly one. Um, and there was also, you know, loads of Porsches. I could list all the Porsches that were there. But there was also XK120, pristine concourse. Uh, and literally, when I say concourse, it was literally prepared for a concourse that happened like the week before. So concourse, yeah, yeah. concourse uh, condition. Um, Delta Integrale, uh, B, B4, the V6 by Turbo RS4. Yeah. Um, you know, but also like an Aventador turned up, Slam GT86, R34 GT, you, w- Slam Scirocco's, yeah, Golf the R's. What the, the literal, like the literal breadth of the cars there. And I'm, and I'm seeing, you know, uh, 981 GT4 white being pulled up, woman driving it, right? No one cared. There were, everyone was equal. They were looking at other people's cars. Yeah, fine, you've got a Lamborghini, cool. But actually, I'm looking at this Jaguar or, you know, this other Porsche or there was a, a Strosec 993 that is the first time I've ever seen. I didn't even realise what it was at the time. I know what it is now. And I'm thinking, what is this weird looking Porsche? And it was just so cool. Like, you would never see this yeah, yeah. Um, in the UK. Well, until one day, Phil... So I actually purposely went back to the UAE to go and align with the caffeine machine. That's how... And That's how good it was. Phil, Phil would even say... Like, I remember when I f- first seeing him at the, his facility uh, up in Stratford-Avon. And he was, he, he, he was shouting, he's like, he's, he's one, he was one, one of the people who flew over, especially came, I'm like, you don't need to, it sounds like I'm a stalker, you don't Yeah, need you to sound be. like a fanboy now. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I was, I, I remember, I even, I, I remember writing like a blog post about us, I was like, this is the most, even still to this day, I've not been to a better comic. Right. The, it, it was a mix of weather, obviously it was nice and warm, but like, there was even, there was a, he even actually hired out a, a small event space uh, where free coffee was handed out. They had like a little Lavazza um, coffee cart. Um, outside of the, the, the venue was uh, Phil's Beetle 993RS. Um, and there was also like uh, one of those like massive Cadillacs, old Benzes, all, all yeah, sorts. Yeah. And then within it, there was a there was a uh, there was a, a, a full Varus um, GT86 aggressive era, all this stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it was it was all nicely set up, and it was it was just amazing, and it it was like because also in that same trip, I went to all the supercar dealers in Dubai, up Sheikh, uh, up Sheikh Zayed Road. I I went to the mall and saw like I think we saw like. 30 Bugattis which is normal like my friend just come back from Dubai he saw 37, 37 Bugattis in four days yeah it's so normal over there to see there is another side of that there it just made me fall in love and and like now like even though Phil's moved to the UK there is um, there are still so many good 
um, groups over there. You know, you've got uh, Flat Twelve, um, who his he essentially started uh, similar. Like he he was it Testarossa's only. No, no, <laughs> he's, he's, um, it's run by two brothers, um, they have a collection of cars, um, I don't know if a Testarossa is amongst those, they have, they have a nice, and it's a, it's an eclectic selection, it's not like all the brand new Ferraris, yeah, yeah. um, and, um, they've got, got a collection of cars, originally, I, I, okay, I, again, I don't know, I'll obviously get corrected, but um, it started, at least in my eyes, as almost like a repost page, like people just taking photos of like la- old Land Cruiser and everything, just tagging him, he'll repost it. Still does it, still does it today. And um, and he now has um, um, a cafe, and it's like, it's um, it's in this, uh, it's in the sh- an old shipping, like massive building, old shipping Port. I think it was like the oldest shipping port um, in Dubai. Uh, it's it's now a cafe, and he he like he hosts events there. He displays all of his cars there. He also displays like they did like the launch of the new Range Rover there. It's amazing. Like he's Sounds he's cool. organized. It's it's very very well put together, um, and like yeah, through through him, I also met um, a friend of mine as well. Over there, Adnan, who's a guy from London. I've, yeah, it's Carthrop Adnan. No, different, different Adnan. Adnan. Different right. Adnan. Adnan. There's two of them in the no, car. No, no, no. It's, uh, yeah. From London, right? Yeah, from London. <laughs> um, he he runs a group called Niners uh, Dubai uh, DXB, and he runs the biggest 911 club in in the UAE. And I'm talking 911. I know there's like there's GT clubs and blah, 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 but like he's specifically 911. Yeah. And like when I last went out there um, earlier this year, um, I went on a morning drive of him. Woke up, the crack of dawn, before sunrise. We we w- drove up to to Ras Al Khaimah, uh, to Jebel Jace, one of the most amazing driving roads in the in the world. Um, we bombed up there, went there for breakfast, and I'm and I'm I'm sat around. All these guys, they've all got Porsches of various generations, 993s, 964s, 996s. And I'm thinking, this is, like, this is, this is great. Like, all these, and all these guys, obviously, yeah, they have money. But, like, one of the guys who, who we were sat with was, like, the CEO of, oh, what was he? He was, like, the CEO of Hugo Boss in the Middle East or something. Right. Like something like, it was, yeah, I don't know yeah, if it was yeah. Hugo Boss. It was one of those, it was a very significant, I was like, Sorry, you've turned up in a brown KN. Yeah, yeah. really good spec. Love, I love, I, I love metallic brown. Um, but I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, I've just sold all my cars. I've, I'm shipping my my Targa to Germany where he's moving. And da, da, da. Oh, fair enough, that is what it is. But um, yeah, like the car community is just it's amazing. It's it's diverse. It transcends all cultures, countries, and. You know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, in, you, you've seen on social media, there's, it doesn't matter if it's Japan, LA, London, France, wherever. Like, yeah, yeah. everyone who loves cars, they're all united by the same thing. Well, that, that's the reason I started Tacoma, was yeah. we're all connected through cars, and let's find an easy way to establish that connection before yeah. you have to talk about it. Like, you see someone wearing the brand, you go, oh, that's a car person, yeah. now we're pals. And that was, that was where that started, so... Yeah, spot on. It transcends more than just your love of cars, um, which I think is a really nice 
point for us to cap off at yes. two hours and 15. Yeah, I am so sorry. I've oh, also no, just realised um, I have like... A- I think it's a, it's a really nice point to end on that that kind of the car world being a, a connecting factor across so many diversities. So we'll wrap up there. The only thing for me to really say now is where can people find you? Um, so I have multiple accounts on, on, on Instagram... Uh, I'm Archan, Archan Photography on more or less everything. Um, that's like where you would see my professional, like yeah. LinkedIn safe kind of work. Um, and then uh, if you want to see more behind the scenes, also including food stuff, if you like food, uh, it's Roger Chan um, without the E. That makes sense. Yeah, Roger Chan, without, the E was taken. Right, so yeah. it's Roger, so it's R-O-G-R-Chan, C-H-A-N, like Jackie. Um, yeah. That's so, cool. Well, thank you so much for sitting and talking with me, basically. That, that's all we came out here to do. Thank you for letting me talk at you for two hours. <laughs> oh, <Sorry>. hours. <laughs> right, I'm going to end there. Yeah.